the time has finally come. Let's get this party started. I know I'm so excited. Hi, Krista. Hi, Julie. Hey, Reagan. Yay. You guys see and hear me. Tony's here. Yay. Julie's here. Hi, Julie. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to see all of you guys. Dana's here. Oh, my goodness. Yay. You can see and hear me. Congratulations to me. I'm, I'm doing it. We've really come a long way. I would love to say I'm like pro now, but I did do a mini training in the mastermind not that long ago, literally two weeks ago, showing the completely wrong screen the entire time. So we're already doing better than that, right? <laughs> you guys, I have so much stuff for you. Are you ready? Did you guys see I put the little Notion link at the top of the description? Can you guys check that is working and that you can open it for me? And I will put it again in the chat. Do you guys have access to it? Do you see what I'm saying? Link. That's the first thing we need to do. Anna! Anna's here. Anna is going to be a co-coach. I'm going to do a co-coach reveal here in a second. You can access. I'm winning today. You guys can see and hear me and open the Notion board. We're just like, we're doing all the things. <laughs> Congratulations, Faith. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because you guys know like tech, I've been having a lot of tech trouble lately. Ruby's here. I love having this Ruby around. Hey guys. Okay, here we go. You guys ready to rock and roll? I have a lot of stuff. I did cut a lot of stuff out of this in my defense. Okay, so I, this is supposed to be an hour. I just don't think I can cut out anymore. So I just got to a place where it's going to take the time it's going to take. I'll give you guys the replay for a full week. So you got the weekend. If you can't stay the whole time, that's totally fine. But I just was like, I could cut it out and make it more basic and make it take less time. But the way I look at it is like this. I just look at it like, I don't do that much free training for you guys anymore because I have creator camp and I have the mastermind and I have clients and I'm busy just to be frank. Like that's why I'm busy with paying clients. And so we don't do that many free trainings anymore. I try to do one a quarter and I just feel like at this one training, let me just give you as much as I can. So that's what we're going to do. Hopefully that's going to be good for you guys. Like I said, I did try to edit it and, I do think everything in it is really important. And I edited it down to the point where I felt like if I take things out of here, I felt like I could be leaving things out that some people in the community really need. And that stressed me out. And so I just decided that it's going to be a classic long faith Mariah training. Would we have it any other way? It's playing like a boss. Has planned like a boss ever been? I think if we get it into two hours, that will be the fastest plan like a boss faith has ever done. I mean, it's in New Year's tradition. <laughs> The one I did, I think I did two two hours and it was three days. So it ended up being like almost eight hours by the time we were done. I have gotten better. I And there is more brevity happening. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. I'm going to start going through this. So the first thing I want to let you guys know is that I'm doing two bonus coaching calls. They're completely free. You can invite your friends. You can go for free. You don't have to buy anything. They're just free coaching calls. So what we're going to do tonight is I'm going to go over like the general framework. There is a lot of depth. I could go into a lot of different things, right? I could do a whole training about, I have literally a whole program about social media now. We have a whole like training in the mastermind about launching. We have a whole training about 
product development. Like I could do a training about so many different topics in here that I know you guys need help with. But I think the way I can help you best and serve you best tonight is to just give you the overall kind of business framework, how I think about things so that you can make a plan that's going to work for you and your business. And then this is what I want you to do. If there's something you're specifically stuck on, bring it to me to the coaching calls. That's what we can do at the coaching calls. We can get into kind of more of the nitty gritty about what does this actually look like in different businesses? How do I know what to sell? How do I know what to do first? I anything I coach on anything. So if you've never been to one of my coaching calls, we're all on Zoom together. There's like a virtual raise your hand. If you want coaching, you raise your hand. And then I just go through everybody that has their little hand button <laughs> pushed, pressed, <laughs> their hand icon thing up. I go through as many people as I can. And I try to make the coaching apply to every single person on the call. So everything we talk about, you'll be able to take with you and use and apply for your business. And this is what I think the strength is of our community and why I think the mastermind is so great is that it allows you to really accelerate your results because you're not just learning from your lessons, you're learning from other people's lessons. You're learning from other people's failures, other people's mindset stuff. Other people, Are there 72 of you on here live? What is happening? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that many people live. <laughs> A lot of people usually watch the replay. Thanks for coming, guys. Damn, that just really blew my mind. <laughs> That's really fun. Okay. <laughs> so come to the coaching calls, all 70 of you. <laughs> January 2nd at 5 p.m. Eastern and January 5th at 12 p.m. Eastern. So I have made hundreds of thousands of dollars selling things online. I've coached hundreds of people. I can coach you on anything. I've coached, I can't even tell you on all of the things we coach on in the mastermind every week. Launch strategy, product development. I'm scared. I need to do the things. I can't do the things. Anything impacting your business, I can help you with. So what I want you to do is we'll go over everything in this training and then just take little notes so you remember what you need coaching on. <laughs> okay. And then January 2nd at 5 p.m., I will email you the Zoom link. I said this on the live. I did a Facebook live in here the other day, and I said this. I was like, me and my team are going to take care of you guys. Like, we're going to email you the replays. We're going to email you the Zoom links. I'm like, nobody has to worry here. And I'm like, my team is the best in the business, y'all. And I think the mastermind can test, like, can testify to that. I feel very confident saying that. Like, my team's going to make sure you guys get everything you need. Don't worry. We will take care of you no matter what. So don't worry. We will get you the Zoom link. We will email it out and I'll post it in the group the day of the training. Okay. And if you're in the mastermind, we'll also put it in the portal for you. I asked them to do that earlier. So it'll be there for you too. And you're invited and it'll be fun. So come to the coaching calls. I really think the coaching calls are very valuable. So I hope you guys will love that as a bonus. So I'm Faith Mariah. For those of you that don't know, is there any new Faith Mariah people here? Let me know in the chat. I see a lot of OG people. I know a lot of you but I don't know everybody. So you guys let me know if you're new or not. Say hello. <laughs> I love the cast pack. <laughs> yeah, my team is the absolute best. I agree. New. I can't see your name. Valerie. Ed. Hi. Cast pack. New. Hi. Welcome, you guys. I'm Faith Mariah. Where did you guys come from? Lizzie's? I just did Lizzie's Christmas party. I know a lot of people came from that. I was on a couple podcasts last month, but I'm Faith Mariah. I am an online business strategist and a mindset coach. My background is in social work. So I was a social worker for almost 10 years and I worked with at-risk youth. I used to take kids from the juvenile detention center on 28 day wilderness camping trips. And 
now I'm an online business strategist. So I had a blog, a mental health blog. That was how I got started. I scaled that to full-time income. I got to quit my job at the University of Florida and work for myself full-time. And then people kept asking me for help with their business and wanted to help. And I just loved it. And I just kept learning more and more about business and helping more and more people. And now here we are. So I'm very excited you guys are here. I think I have a unique blend to offer you guys with the mindset part. And then I do simple business strategy with the mindset piece to actually help you execute the strategy. And that's my special sauce. I have two ways to work with me. The Becoming Boss Mastermind, which is opening Monday. I know a bunch of you guys are waiting to join. And I mean, can we get over how perfect it's going to be that if the first is on a Monday and we're opening doors to the mastermind? I'm like, this just like really makes my heart happy. <laughs> and then I also have Creator Camp, which is my new offer um, a, where we're running challenges and helping you grow your social media platforms. And we have a really fun challenge coming up in January in there for you guys. When you join the mastermind, you get access to both. So let's go ahead and get into the training. Let me just tell you guys, since there's new people, I swear, it's just how I talk. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm, there's going to be swearing. So if you don't like that, you should probably click off. If that's cool with you, I'd love to have you here. And if you've got kids around, this is like your little reminder to put your earbuds in because I don't want to be responsible for corrupting your children. <laughs> oh, you guys want to do a fun giveaway? I did a fun giveaway. We did this last time and it was awesome. Please share your takeaways in the chat here in the Facebook group with hashtag breakthrough in all caps, okay? Each hashtag breakthrough you put, we will enter you into a raffle to win a one-on-one, a 20-minute one-on-one call with me. Then my team will announce the winner on Monday. So each time you have something that you want to remember, you just type hashtag breakthrough all caps and then your little takeaway like whatever it was, like if you're just like, ooh, like I really want to remember that or, oh, this is a takeaway. Type it in the chat and each time you do that will be one raffle ticket. My poor team, I know, they're going to go through Monday and put everybody's name and they do, they count every single one. So if you put 20 breakaways in the chat, breakthroughs in the chat, 30 breakthroughs in the chat, y'all can have 30 raffle tickets, okay? And if you're watching the replay, you can enter because we're drawing on Monday. So I'll give you guys the weekend to spam the chat. <laughs> So if you're watching on your own, you should still be in the chat. <laughs> and that'll be really fun. Let's see. We'll pick the we'll pick the winner Monday morning. So just make sure that you enter before then. Actually, let's do this. Why don't we cut it off Sunday night? And that will give my team time Monday to pick the winner. So Sunday night, we'll do cutoff. Here, I'll change it. Can I change it on here? Before Sunday. <laughs> I just realized like if you guys are still entering Monday and they're counting the raffle tickets, they might not appreciate that. <laughs> you can get an extra entry by making a video and sharing your biggest overall takeaway in the Facebook group after the training. So you just go live in the Facebook group and just introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do and your takeaway from the training and use the hashtag breakthrough or we can't count your entry. So your entries only count if you use this hashtag, otherwise my team won't be able to find them, okay? If you want to keep a copy of this notion board for to have, if you go up at the top, let me see. This is what it looks like on your guys's. If you go up at the top here to duplicate, you can save a copy of this that you can write in, that you can take notes, and it will be saved into your notion account. If you don't have a notion account, if you hit duplicate, 
it will tell you to make a Notion account and then you will have one and then you'll have it in there. And then you can write, I have little journal prompts in here and little stuff in here. And I suggest you guys save this. There's some good stuff in here and some bonus stuff in here you're probably going to want. So that is that. If you need help, you can put in the chat and someone in the chat will help you. There's a bunch of little Notion ninjas in the mastermind that are in here. Let's celebrate some wins. I want to kick this sucker off. Are you guys ready? Tell me in the chat what went good this year. Think about your business. Think about this. A year seems like an eternity ago to me, but think about back in January. Think about all of the summer, all of the spring, all year. What were your wins? What went good this year? Tell me in the chat. You don't have to learn Notion to have the dashboard. You can definitely learn Notion if you want, but you can just write, you can just type in it. You don't have to like, I laid it all out for you. <laughs> you don't have to like build something or anything. <laughs> See, even if you don't know how to use Notion, you could duplicate it and take notes in it, I think, pretty easily. Yeah, we got our first client. I started posting on Instagram. Francie's been killing it in creator camp, you guys. I've just been loving seeing you in there. I got clear on my message and made my first high-ticket sale. That's fucking amazing. Who else made their first sale this year? That's amazing. Who made a new product? I launched a new product this year that I love. I'm obsessed with Creator Camp. I haven't launched something new, new in a minute, so I was really happy about that. I launched a course and have a complete year of social media to lean on. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, Megan Summit. That is amazing. Yes, I love seeing all these. Wins. I got back into my business. Yes wins. I grew my email list from zero to over 500. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Congratulations. Okay. Now let's share in the chat your biggest lesson. So just take a minute. Everybody take a minute. I think this is important, especially this part, because one of the things that I love about being in a group like this that I think is really powerful is like we can learn from each other. So when you think about your biggest lesson, like that you learned that you would like to share with the group that this is something I would give another business owner to take with them. And I want you to think about it for a minute. And then when you have it, let's put it in the chat. And I think that'll be really helpful for all of us. Just think about what is your biggest lesson from the year that you would like to offer to the community to take with them? Or you can even think about your past self. If I could tell my past self a little piece of advice or a little nugget from the year or a little takeaway or a little lesson, what would you tell like your past self right now? What would you tell another business owner that's maybe about to walk through whatever challenge you walked through this year? We all walk through challenges this year, right? That's what we do as entrepreneurship. I always say as entrepreneurship, as entrepreneurs, right? I always say as like business owners, like we're signing up to be professional problem solvers. We're problem solving in our business. We're problem solving in our life. We're problem solving for our clients. We're creating solutions for people with our products. Even the crafty people in here, you guys are still creating solutions for people's problems. You're giving them something to do with their free time. That is a problem people have. Stop procrastination. Just start somewhere. That is a fucking gem. Gosh, I feel like I should go through these and put them in a little doc. My biggest lesson is that breaking tasks down into very small steps is actually allowing me to get more done. Simplify. Oh, Christy, we're going to we're going to talk about simplifying tonight. Business lesson I've learned. It's OK for your business to change. In fact, it's necessary. That is a really good one. 
formulas are great. Business gurus are interesting, but the things that's going to get you further more than anything else. Yeah. It makes the most sense for you. Yeah. Tony, that lesson took me a long time to figure out, but I agree with you a hundred percent. I always say like your best business ideas are going to come from your brain. And I'm always happy to advise. I have a lot of experience with business. I'm a nerd about this stuff. I study this stuff. I've worked with a lot of people and I'm happy to share with you guys my perspective, but I don't ever think like my ideas are better than yours. I always think like the best ideas for your business have to come from your brain. And so my goal is always to try to help you guys crack open your own brain because the genius for your business is always in your brain here. Don't put limitations on yourself. You don't know if you can achieve big things if you don't give yourself a fair shot to try. That is a really good one. Once you figured out what you want, stop trying to make it look like it does in your head. <laughs> that is a really good one, right? Our brains love to do that. We're like, it needs to happen this way. <laughs> Our brains just love to, I don't know, try to create safety by being like, this is how it should be. Is anybody else a micromanager? My brain definitely does that. Thank you guys so much for sharing. I, if I, I really want, I wish I had time. I have a lot going on, but I would love to take all of these little lessons and put them in a little doc. Maybe I'll have the team do that. Okay. So I gave you guys a little bonus here. If you want, if you're going to be overwhelmed and this is just too much to do, you can skip this, but I really love this. And this is something I've done for years. And it is, I learned this from my coach, James Wenmore. Some of you guys know James. Some of you guys are in business by design with me, which is one of his programs, but he does this thing called the business dashboard. And I went ahead and made, this is a, my version of it, but it's basically a one page thing you print out. So you put like your most important things that you want to remember about your business on this one page and you print it out and you hang it somewhere you can see. And I think this is just a really nice way. Did I do the settings on this wrong? <laughs> I can see all of you guys. Anyone with the link is a viewer, not an editor. <laughs> I want you guys all editing this. <laughs> Go to file, make a copy. Okay. I just locked you guys out of editing. <laughs> I had the share settings wrong. So you guys will be able to take this if you want after this training and plug in the things we talk about into here. I'm going to go through the content to help you fill it out. But that's just like a little bonus I gave you if you want. I also sometimes do this with sticky notes. If you don't have a printer, you can just take three different colors, st sticky notes and put like your main things you want to remember. What I think is important with strategy is to keep it very simple. There are a lot of shiny objects. Who got shiny object? <laughs> put a one in the chat if you took a nice detour to shiny objectville this year. <laughs> Where it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, everybody's doing this. I should do this too. Or, oh my God, so-and-so says Instagram is the place to be. I got to be on Instagram. And it's like the next thing you know, you're like, this was never part of my plan. This is not something I wanted to be doing. What is happening? And so one of the things about that is hard about online business is there are a lot of shiny objects. And I think getting your business strategy and putting it on a little dashboard like that and printing it out on a one sheet, just like the most important things about my strategy or if you don't have a printer, just write them on some sticky notes. Like these are the things I'm focusing on. This is my plan and put it in front of your face. <laughs> okay. Cause it is hard. I'm like joking around about it, but it is hard. No joke. Like it is hard. There's always shiny objects. There's always the new million dollar strategy, the new trendy thing, the new, whatever. 
and it's really easy to just run around. I call it strategy hopping. So what happens is people try something and they're very excited about it for the week. And then they're like, I don't know if this is going to work. What if it doesn't work? It's not working how I thought. It's taking a long time. It's taking longer than I thought. I don't know if it's going to work. And then they go, oh my God, I'm going to do this other thing. And then they pivot and then they go over here and they're excited about that for a week or a month or a couple months. And they're like doing the strategy. Now they're on like TikTok or something and they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. It's going to be awesome. I love TikTok. Everybody's saying it's great. And then maybe their account stalls or they don't get any comments. And they're like, oh my God, I thought people would be commenting. Nobody's commenting. Why isn't anybody coming? I don't know if they're ever going to comment. What if it doesn't work? I don't know if it's ever going to work. Oh my God. I don't know if this is going to, what if I should be doing something else? What if I'm wasting my time? I don't know if this is going to work. And then they're like, then somebody, some guru pops up and they're like, you should have a Facebook group. And they're like, oh my God, I should have a Facebook group. And then they go and pivot over there. And it's this like entrepreneur zigzagging. That's not strategic. So what I see happen a lot is things take longer than people think. They start having doubt in their little brain. Their little brain goes to like doubt chaos land. And then they change their strategy to make themselves feel better. So they have the doubt. They're like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to happen. Instead of looking at those thoughts and working on those beliefs, they change their strategy. And then when they change their strategy, their thinking changes because they have a new strategy. So then they start thinking different thoughts. So then they start thinking, oh my God, I think this is going to work. Hopefully this is going to work. This is so great. I'm learning this new thing. And they start thinking all these thoughts that make them feel better. So it's a really easy cycle to get in because you're basically like dopamine seeking all the time, right? With your new, we're getting our little dopamine from our new little strategies and our new little things we're learning and our new little courses we're taking. And it makes us feel very good and productive. And sometimes the best thing you can do as an entrepreneur is learn to sit in discomfort. We're going to talk about that. I got a little a little discomfort rehearsal coming up. <laughs> I also put some of my links on here for you guys because I knew there would be new people on here. So the mastermind waitlist is here. If you're interested in getting business coaching, I think we have like one of the best coaching. I'm biased, right? But I think we have one of the best coaching programs you could join right now as an online business owner. I will go over all of that when we open doors on Monday. They're going to be open Monday through Friday next week if you're interested in joining. I have my business Power Hour, which is where I interview entrepreneurs every week on the podcast. You guys can watch replays here. And then I also put the link for the podcast. So we have the audio for those interviews there too. And then I put, let's be friends on Instagram. If you want, you can share a screenshot or a picture from this training or a takeaway from this training. If you tag me in it, then I can share them on my account, which is always really fun. And hopefully you guys will get some new followers from being on my account. And then, oh, should we do the co-coaching reveal now? Let me go through a couple things for the training first. I'm going to show you guys our, our co-coaching lineup is so sick in the mastermind. I was going to show you guys all the bonuses, but I don't have time because this training is long and I have a lot of bonuses in the mastermind and I'd rather just do that on Monday and it's not open now anyway. So I was like, I don't feel like we need to go over all the month, all the bonuses, but I will show you, let me, we'll do it fast. I'll do it right now. I want to show you guys the lineup for the co-coaches because it is, I think the best of the best. It's like all of my favorite people are coming back. You guys in the mastermind are going to die. I feel like. So the way it works is when you join the mastermind, you get a coaching call with me three times a month and a Q&A with me three times a month. And then one week a month with my my team, Rebecca does the calls for me. But then you also get access to these co-coaches. And so my goal and dream when we started it was like you guys would get access to people 
at, that you wouldn't usually be able to afford to access, if that makes sense. So most of you can't afford to hire a copywriter and a, a finance advisor and a mindset coach and a business strategist and a marketing person. Like to hire all of these people individually to help you would be out of most people's budget. But I hire them to come in the mastermind and you guys get group calls with them. So you do get access to them live. You're going to get one call with each of them each month. So Allison Reeves is coming back. Allison has been doing a lot of somatic work, which is about like releasing trauma in your body, releasing limiting beliefs and that type of stuff. And she's also a friend of mine and an amazing marketing strategist on top of it. She's a multiple six-figure entrepreneur and she's been online a long time. I put all of her little certifications here for you guys. Megan Griffith. Megan is amazing. Megan has been on maternity leave and she's coming back, you guys. I was really excited she was coming back because I feel like when people go on maternity leave, I'm like, I don't know if they're going to come back, right? No, we got her. She's coming back. Megan has built her following on TikTok to over 300,000 followers on TikTok just in the time she's been in the mastermind the last, I think, two years now, maybe three years. I could be getting that wrong. But she's built an amazing following on TikTok and just had her first $20,000 a month in her neurodivergent coaching business. She's a neurodivergent life coach, which is so cool. And she just had a $20,000 a month, you guys, or is very close to bringing a $20,000 a month. Rebecca is my business manager. You guys know who loves Rebecca here. <laughs> Rebecca is like, just like the queen of my heart in the mastermind. And I would die without her. I tell her that literally every week. She's an angel. She is my business manager. So she runs the back end of faithmariah.com. And she also runs her own business. She also has three special needs kids. You guys, she is like superwoman. I'm serious. She's amazing. And she coaches people on time, on managing their time, on making great systems, on saying, on keeping things super organized. And she is so efficient. Let me tell you, this woman walks her walk. She gets so much done. It's, it's insane. Like she gets so much done in my business and her business for her kids. It, she amazes me every day. And you guys will get a call with her every single month. You guys will get a call with Whitney. Whitney is my financial planner. She's also a life coach. And so the great thing about Whitney is she's a certified financial advisor. So she has all of that background, but she's also a life coach. And so she understands the like mindset stuff around money. She understands money trauma. She helps me manage my money and make financial decisions. She helped me buy my investment property. She helps me with my business spending, our expenses, how much to pay myself, payroll, all of that stuff. She is like, had been a total godsend to me. And I'm so excited she's coming back because she has been on maternity leave too. So I didn't know if they were going to want to come back, but they did. And so we got them. So Whitney will be here for Q1. Everybody will get a call. You'll get a call with her every month in the mastermind. If you can't come live to the calls, you also get the replays inside the mastermind. Anna Crosby coming back, return. I feel like this is like really the dream team lineup, you guys. So we are having, yes, am I out of my mind a little bit? We're having six co-coaches. <laughs> So you guys are getting six co-coaching co calls every month and then three calls with me and an additional call with Rebecca. So you guys are getting a lot of calls in addition to the guest workshops and all the other stuff we do, the business retreats, the co-working. Anna is a copywriter. She's a funnel expert. She's amazing. You guys will get a call with her every month. 
And you guys know Miss Ashley Rachel is coming back and she is a marketing strategist and a business coach. And she is all about helping people with their messaging. If you feel like you need help with your marketing, you definitely want to go to Ashley's calls. She's a genius. So that is our reveal. Okay. Co-coaching lineup. Are you guys excited? I feel like that is a solid lineup. I'm like, if I could handpick, like these are literally the people I would pick. Like I would just feel so pleased about it. You guys ready to get into the training? Let's go. We're going to talk about, these are my three sections. We're going to talk about get decisive AF. I should have showed you guys where I went. It's right here on the bottom. So it's under this wake up, kick ass, repeat. Get decisive AF. I had to explain to someone in creator camp. I love you guys. Somebody commented and they're like, what does AF stand for? I had to explain what that meant the other day in a Facebook comment. Sometimes I'm like, man, clean it up, babe. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? We're going to talk about getting decisive. Okay. This is like one of the most important things I feel like I could give you guys. And that's why I'm putting it first. And this is what I want you guys to think about. A lot of people are like, I don't know how to plan. I don't know how to figure out what product. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. What I really want to challenge you to do is when your brain is doing that, like when your brain is going to confusion land, whose brain likes to take them on a nice free all expense trip to confusion land? <laughs> like my brain loves to go there, right? When your brain is doing that, I want you to stop. And I want you to go to this other thought, which is I just haven't made a decision about that yet. So someone was saying in the group the other day, she was saying, I don't know what I should post in the Facebook group. And I was like, instead of saying, I don't know what to post in the Facebook group, I want you to say, I haven't made a decision about what to post yet. Because all that's really happened is she just hasn't sat down and decided this is what I'm going to post, right? And you have to just decide I'm going to sit down and make a decision. You're never going to know the perfect thing in a post. You're never going to know if the product is going to work. You just have to pick something and test it. And so being decisive will save you guys a lot of time. People waste a lot of time in indecision, right? The debating, where are my endless debaters at? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should... Who's still trying to pick their niche? Should I do this or that? Should I do this business or that business? Should this product, that business? I don't know. <laughs> Think about if you were just very decisive and you just tested things, how much faster you would get, like how much further you would get by the end of the year. I want you guys to think about the end of 2024, right? Think about a year from now. Think about how much further you could be in that journey if you were just like, decide. Okay. If you cut out all of the time you spend debating all the options, being confused, telling yourself you don't know, here's what I'll say. And I this with love and I know I'm gonna sound like an asshole but I'm like I'm willing to do it okay I'm willing to sound like a jerk sometimes okay because I think it could be helpful to somebody on here you don't get to not know the answers when you're the boss you don't get to I don't know like that's an employee kind of privilege and if you want the opportunities that come with being a business owner, you want everybody's, I want the time freedom. Who wants time freedom? Like, I want the time freedom. I want to make my own schedule. I get it. I don't think I could ever have a boss again. So there's perks, right? There's like unlimited earning potential. Who wants unlimited earning potential, right? You like, you don't get that really in any job unless you're getting like a sale or cut or something. But most salary jobs, like you don't get unlimited earning potential. You get those perks when you're a business owner, and the trade-off is you don't get to not fucking know things. 
you don't get to say, I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's just, like, can you imagine if my team came to me and asked me stuff? And every time they asked, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do this or that? We could do this project or that project. I don't know. I just don't know which one to do. It's I'm the boss. Like, I don't know the answers. Like, I don't really don't know the answers most of the time. I just have to make a decision and test it and see what happens. And I have to sit here and call the shots every day. Right. And even when you guys don't have a team, when it's just you, it's even more urgent that you call the shots quickly because you have less time to fuck around. <laughs> like, I want you guys to think about who here doesn't know what they're going to sell yet or doesn't know what their business is going to be or does something like that where you're like, or I don't know what platform to be on. What do you think about if you had an employee in your business and you were paying them $20 an hour? Would you be happy if they were like, if at the end of the week, they were like, I still don't have any product ideas thought up or drawn up to pitch you, but I thought about it a lot. <laughs> like, that's not productive. Like, you would, if you wouldn't pay someone else to do that, you shouldn't do it in your own business. Like, you shouldn't be spending time thinking about and debating. Would you pay someone and literally pay someone to just sit there and debate option after option for week after week? and let them sit there and be confused, would you be happy to keep paying that person? And the reason I want you guys to think like that is because right now for most of you, if you don't have a VA yet, or you don't have anybody helping you yet, and it's just you, which is totally fine, right? Your business has one employee. It has one person. And if your one employee is doing dumb shit, <laughs> your business is not, is not going to be not going to be very happy. You guys see what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Let me scroll down here. I don't know why my webcam is flickering, but I think I'm just going to, you guys let me know if you can deal with it. I feel like you don't need to see my face either. Yeah. You guys put the breakthroughs in the chat. Hashtag breakthrough. Cause that is, I'll pick somebody to get a one-on-one -on -one call. If you're here, you might be wondering, where do I start? What do I focus on? What do I, how do I know what to do? We're going to, I'm going to give you the plan. Don't worry. And I'm going to give you real strategic things. We're not just going to do the decision. I have a decision-making section and then I'll give you guys a strategy. I know everybody wants. Okay. I'm going to give you a simple business strategy you can use. However, I have to set some ground rules with you first. The best ideas for your business come from your brain. You can't outsource decision-making. You can't outsource innovation. You can't outsource idea generating. When you're a business owner, it has to be from your brain. You don't get to, I don't know when you're a business owner. You don't get to be confused. You don't have time. Like we just don't have the, that luxury, right? We don't get to have somebody else decide for us. Looking for someone to tell you what to do is thinking like an employee, right? And it makes sense that we do this because we're literally taught how to be employees in our culture, right? This is what we go to school for. This is how we're not taught how to be entrepreneurs. We're not taught how to grow businesses. We're taught how to go get jobs and be employees. So it requires, it's hard to do. This is why entrepreneurship is so hard is because you've got to unlearn all of the thinking and all of the things that you've been indoctrinated with your whole life. We're really taught like hierarchy, right? That the teacher knows or this person knows or your boss knows. And we're taught to look to these other people for answers and do what we're told. And that isn't going to work in business. It is going to be very uncomfortable for a lot of you. But this is why I love coaching business. I fucking love coaching business. And the reason why is because I think it's the best personal development you can ever do. It requires you to unlearn 
so many things and to challenge your brain and think in a totally different way. And it will impact every area of your life, right? We see it in the mastermind all the time. Of course, I'm there to teach business and that is my focus, but there are secondary benefits. You guys could put in the chat if you're in the mastermind, if you've had a secondary benefit, meaning you've taken something you learned in the mastermind and applied it to a relationship or another area of your life, right? Your job even. There's people that even take the coaching and they apply it to their job at work or to their relationship or to a stressful situation. Or we were coaching on an illness the other night. There are a lot of secondary benefits to all of the mindset work you're gonna do as an entrepreneur, whether you do it in the mastermind or not, like you'll still get those secondary benefits and it is so worth it. It is so worth it for who you will become as a person, right? What works for one person won't work for everyone. So I'm going to take you guys through like how I think about business and the strategy, and then you're going to have to filter it and take it and make it yours. I don't like giving people plug and play template stuff. I don't like giving people here's how to do. Like I try to give you my perspective and I explain to you why I'm saying that so you can take it and make it yours and make it work for you, right? And we know this is true because who's been in these courses where they give you like a step-by-step, -step, like, here's what to do, do this. And some people do it and it works. And then other people do it and it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> and it's like, if that worked, their courses would have a hundred percent success rate of people having profitable businesses. I don't know about you guys. I've never seen that happen. I've seen some people get results and some people don't. Some, because some things, some strategies work really well for some people work really well for some businesses, work really well for some niches, work really well for some target markets, and other strategies don't. There's no one-size-fits-all strategy marketing plan that I can give you that's going to work for all of you, okay? So put one in the chat if you want to make more money this year. <laughs> Everybody should be putting a one in the chat. Put a one in the chat if you want to make more money this year. If you want to make more money this year, Commit to testing more things. I want everybody to think this thought with me. I am committed to testing more things this year. And here's the thing about this sounds fun when we're all on the chat, right? And we're all like, it's the new year. I'm going to test things. Like, yeah, more money, fun. <laughs> the reality of how this is going to play out is it's going to mean you're going to try more things that aren't going to work. But here's what I know about business. You're going to try some things that don't work. You're going to try some other things that don't work. And eventually you'll try something and it will work. And you don't get to figure out the part that's going to work without going through that process of elimination, right? And I want you to think about how far you could be in a year if you just committed to testing your ass off. And you were like, I'm going to try things and fail at just like an epic rate. I would really challenge... Some of you guys, I did a whole training about this called Bosses Make Bank. It, it is, it's often in my free bundle when I get invited to speak at things. And it's also in the mastermind. If you guys are in the mastermind, we talked about like setting a fail goal, like a goal you're supposed to fail at an impossible goal. It's supposed to be a goal that you literally can't hit and you just commit to like trying really hard and epically failing at it. Right. And the whole point of it is to practice failing and to being okay with failure and normalizing it in your body. A lot of us feel like if we try things and it doesn't work, there's a it triggers a lot of unsafety for some of us, right? Because we're taught our whole lives to do things the right way. 
so we can go be good employees. It's like, do things the right way. Follow the protocol. Follow the rules. Do what your boss tells you. Show up on time. Like we're taught to all play by the rules all the time. And so when we try things and fail, it can make a lot of us trigger a lot of old trauma for some of us. It can bring up like fear and doubt and it can bring up a lot of, I don't want to fail. This is a huge problem. And so I think one of the things like that we have to do and one of the things I try to do in my communities and with my clients is to normalize failure. And I don't know any entrepreneurs that, that went out and just knocked it out of the park their first time. Like most of the people you see that are just crushing or look like an overnight success, when you actually talk to them and you hear their background, they usually have a fucking minefield of failures behind them, like epic failures, like just failing their asses off failures. Okay. And I just want to normalize that for you guys. And I want you to really think about if you committed to just epically failing your ass off all year long, like how far you could get in your business if you were just willing to try things and have it not work and you were just willing to be disappointed. So I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but I think one of the best superpowers you can have as an entrepreneur is to just not be afraid of being disappointed. If you're like, I'm just willing to feel bad. <laughs> your brain's going to be like, who's had this thought? What if I launch it? And nobody buys. <laughs> That's like such a scary thought. I, I remember this too. It was a scary thought to me too. Like, what if I do it and it doesn't work? <laughs> Just like, I'll be really disappointed. <laughs> like you, you will literally have the outcome you have right now of nobody buying plus disappointment. That's what will happen. <laughs> So just think about if you were just willing to be disappointed and you were just willing to be embrace failure, how far you could actually get. You'll blow your mind. Like when you start just being like, I'm just willing to be terrible at things and fail epically, like you're unstoppable. Everything is available to you when you get in that place. Let's talk about some simple business strategy. So simplicity actually causes discomfort for a lot of us. So a lot of times when I talk to people about business strategy, they're like, "Ooh, like everybody's like, ooh, I want a simple business strategy. That's how it's like one of, it sounds like really sexy and fun. It's, oh, a simple business strategy. Yes, please. Like simple. Let's do it. <laughs> the problem with simplicity is it actually causes a lot of discomfort for us because it requires extreme decisiveness. Where are my indecisive people at? <laughs> You guys are going to hate having a simple business the most because you have to be extremely decisive. And so you have to commit to managing your brain. The only thinking thoughts that create only you have to commit to only thinking thoughts that create the result of you liking your decision. So here's something I think I have a little graph about this. So this is, oh, let me talk about this in a second, but this is a really common thought error I have is more tasks will make my business grow faster. This is employee mindset bullshit. You guys, everybody, like we've got to swear this off. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to indoctrinate you guys into entrepreneur. <laughs> I feel like I'm starting a cult, <laughs> but I'll indoctrinate you into entrepreneur thinking. Okay. Employee thinking is like, we need employees to get a lot of tasks done. That's what we want them to do. Including me, I have employees, right? I'm like, I want them to go do a bunch of tasks, do as many things as you can, get a lot done. As a business owner, you don't really wanna be thinking this way. You wanna be thinking about how can I get the most leverage, especially because a lot of you are tapped on time. Who's here right now? Cause you're like, I need a fucking plan because I don't have enough time. Like Faith needs to tell me what to do because this is a mess and I have no more hours to give. 
And so you need to really think about doing less stuff. Now that brings up a lot of discomfort for people. A lot of the stuff I've seen in the Facebook group as I've been asking questions about what do you guys need? And I know plan like a boss is coming up. So I've been like in the group chatting with people about what they, where they are. And a lot of you are trying to do way too much shit. You're trying to be on all the platforms and do all the things. And you're like, I just need to maximize all the things. And you're like, and I know that is coming from a place of if I can be on all the platforms, my business will grow faster. If I can post more places, my business will grow faster. If I can do more of this, my business will grow faster. And it's, I just need to do, I want more results. So I need to do more tasks, right? That is not how entrepreneurship works. Less is more for a lot of you, especially when you're just starting. So I always tell people, I'm like, you need to get a simple system that works and then we can hire help for you. And then you guys can go like multi, do whatever you want. I'm like, you can sell all of your billion things and make a billion products and be on a billion platforms and do your billion things. But until then, I'm like, we're going to be on one platform for Legion, doing one simple thing for nurture, selling at first one product. You guys can add more products in over time, but until you're doing that, let's not be doing a million things. <laughs> It makes it very hard to make money because let me tell you guys why the skill level you need to make this shit work is high right now. Okay. I'm going to be so blunt and honest, and I don't want this to be discouraging. Okay. I'm always going to shoot you guys straight and tell you guys what I think and tell you guys the truth of what I see. Okay. I think there is a lot of opportunity in entrepreneurship and online business. I think these skills are worth investing time and money to learn. I think the fact that you guys are here and doing trainings like this is a good fucking idea for you. I think it is very useful. Okay. Keep learning. Keep learning about social media. Learn about copywriting. Learn about sales. It will be so valuable to you in your life. You can use it in your career. You can use it as a side hustle. You can use it to make your own business and generate extra money. You can use it to scale that to full-time income. They're very profitable, valuable skills to learn. Okay. But you don't want to, you don't want to be running around doing a billion, billion things, right? So it's, you've got to master them. You have to be able to execute at a high level. And it is hard to get the level of skill you need when you're trying to master every social media platform. So something people will ask me about is like, how do I cross post all the places? Right. And I'm like, why don't you master one platform <laughs> and learn how to get a hundred thousand followers on one platform? Like that would be a very useful skill to have learning how to dingle dabble around on a hundred platforms and not get any results. That's not very useful to you or your business, right? Getting one platform to a hundred thousand followers is life-changing for you. And then you can leverage that platform and grow as many platforms as you want. Cause you can just send your followers to YouTube or send them to your email or send them wherever you're wanting to go. Okay. So I want you guys to think about like less is more and a simple business requires you to be willing to be uncomfortable because it requires you to be decisive as fuck, right? And your brain is not going to want to be decisive because, not because you're lazy or you're dumb or stupid or not because of that. It's because you have human brain and human brains are programmed to conserve energy. They're programmed, I'm like, your brain's like a big lazy house cat. It wants to chill out and watch Netflix. <laughs> it's like Garfield. <laughs> it's programmed to conserve energy for our survival. It's like one of our survival stuff from our little lizard brains that was passed down. And so your brain wants to conserve energy and decision-making requires energy. 
So it doesn't want to do that. And so this is why your brain wants to be confused. It requires a lot less energy from you to be confused and be like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to post. I don't know where to post. I don't know what to do. That requires no energy from your brain, right? And so it's literally programmed into your brain. This is just good stuff for you to be aware of because it's going to come up. It comes up for all of us because we have human brains, right? People ask me all the time, they're like, what level should I be at to be in the mastermind? I'm like, do you have a human brain? You want to make money? You can be in the mastermind because I coach people with human brains <laughs> about their human brain stuff, <laughs> which is like indecision and all that stuff. So this is a thought error. We're all done with this thought error, right? More tasks equal business growing faster. Just not true. And you guys all know who knows an entrepreneur that just works their ass off and works all the time and they make zero dollars. Some of the hardest working people I know that have businesses make no money. Okay. And then some of the richest people we know don't work that much. So let that be a lesson to you. Like this more task equal more money thing is just that is thinking like an employee. The better thought is I need to learn to create leverage. Here's people do this with time too. Where my time scares people at. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't know who lives like that. It's very stressful. I'm being serious. I used to live like that. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Or oh, it's making me anxious just thinking about it. <laughs> think about that thought. I don't have enough time. Don't you all feel anxious when you think that? And this is what we walk around thinking all day in the back of our brains, right? I need more time. I don't have enough time. And people do this with their business. They're like, if I had more time, I could grow the business faster. But it's the wrong question, right? It's because most of you don't have more time like to have. There's no more time to be had for a lot of you. A lot of y'all have kids, you have illnesses, you have family, you have work, you have life, right? We all have life. And it's, there's no more time to carve out for a lot of you. And if there's no more time to carve out, stop thinking about how you need more time. That's just not a good problem to solve. It's just not a good problem to solve. A good problem to solve is like, how do I create more leverage? How do I get more results? I always love this question of like, how could you cut your hours that you work on your business in half and get twice as many results? That is a hard problem to solve. When you think that, it, it to me, it feels like smoke is going to come out my ears. I'm like, how could I cut my hours in half? Or sometimes I'll think about, and I would never do this and nobody freak out team if you're watching. Sometimes I'll think, what if I fired all of my team? How could I run, get the business to run? and make more money and still allow it to grow. And what that does is it takes my brain to a place of what are the most important things, right? And what could we eliminate? What could we not do? And that is a really useful place because it starts to show you the things that get leverage, right? There's like that saying that's, I don't know, like 90% of your results come from like 10% of your actions. And it's really about getting clear on what are the actions that actually make us revenue and what is just shit we're doing because Faith wants to be busy and work hard and feel productive. And I will be the first one to add tons of stuff to my list, to the team's list and bury us all in work. And I always have to step back and be like, no, wait, what are the most important things? And we only do those. We don't do all of the extra stuff. And we're constantly like auditing what tasks is everybody doing on the team? Are they necessary? And if they're not necessary, they need to go. Right. I'm going to talk. I know a lot of you guys are like, I don't know what's necessary. I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I'm literally going to give you guys a business strategy in the next part. So just stay with me. So we already talked about this. We're going to start switching. I don't know with, I haven't made a decision yet. Okay. We're not allowed to say, I don't know when you're the boss. Bosses are not allowed to say, I don't know. Okay. You're just not allowed. <laughs> You guys like that? I've made rules for all of you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Creating a plan and executing it requires you to get decisive as fuck. Decision-making requires brain management. Yeah, we already talked about that. 
So I want you guys to think about a decision that your past self made that you don't feel confident or don't like now. Everybody has one, right? Think about, it doesn't have to be something you horribly regret, but just think about a decision you made where you're like, I don't really feel great about that. I don't think I would redo that. It could be a course you bought. Who's bought a course where you're like, I don't think I would spend that money on that again. Or it could be a trip you went on. You're like, I don't think I would go to that place again. <laughs> it could be someone you dated. <laughs> you're like, I thought that was a good idea, but I would not do that again. Think about any decision that you've made. You don't feel confident or you don't like. When you think about that decision, what thoughts come up? Tell me in the chat. I'm curious. What are your thoughts about that? I'm like, oh, that wasn't a good use of my time. That wasn't a good use of my money. Those are the ones I usually go to. What do you guys go to? Yeah, very expensive program. Not very good. What else? Yeah. What are the thoughts you guys think? Think about your decision that you don't feel good about. What are the thoughts that you think about that? Yeah, the course is outdated. I wish I hadn't spent that money. Sucker. <laughs> yeah, who else has had that thought? I'm a sucker. <laughs> waste of money, waste of time. Yeah, waste of money, waste of time. Those are the big ones. When you guys think those thoughts, just stop for a second and go into your body. When you think those thoughts, what feeling do those create in your body? When you guys think, oh, waste of time, waste of money, I'm a sucker. What does that feel like in your body? Me, I feel like almost like embarrassed. I feel kind of shame. There's definitely things that I've spent money on where I'm like, oh, like that's cringy and embarrassing. That was a complete waste of time and money. Yeah. What does it feel like in your body? Give me like a one word emotion, a feeling. What does it feel like? Anxiety. Yeah. It was anxiety. Defeat. Yeah. Who's like, oh, I'm just going to give up. Yeah. It feels really heavy. Draining. Yeah, I want to go for a nap. Yeah, I get you, Tony. I feel like heavy, right? And we're going to do it the other way. Think about a decision your past self made that you fucking love, where you're like, that was so smart. Sometimes I do things, I'm like, that was so smart of me. That was so smart, past faith. <laughs> I'm like, good for you, girl. Good for you. <laughs> Think about a decision you made that you love, where you're like, oh, I am like so clever. <laughs> what thoughts come up when you think about that decision? So think about a decision you made and then what are the thoughts that you think in your brain about it that create those positive feelings? Yeah. I'm going to give you guys a second because you're on a lag. I loved completing a course and buying a new course. Yeah. Think about what are the courses you guys bought where you're like, oh, hell yeah, that was great investment. What are the thoughts you guys think of those? Yeah. Damn, I'm a boss. Damn, I'm good. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I'm like, I don't, am I a genius? <laughs> I can really do this. So glad and satisfied, excited all over again. Yep. And then when you think those thoughts, how does that feel in your body? I feel like proud of myself. I feel like, yeah, accomplished. I feel competent. I feel confident to go make other decisions, empowered. Yeah, that's how I feel too, Eliana. This is what I wanna show you guys and nobody use this to gaslight yourself. If somebody, sold you something that's bullshit. That's sometimes we want to keep those thoughts. And sometimes we want to feel pissed off about things. If somebody scammed you, you should not, I'm not saying go think happy thoughts about that. Okay. I think sometimes we want to be upset about things. Okay. So nobody use this next part to gaslight yourself, but this is where indecision comes from. Where my little indecision experts at people that are just like, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? All my debater, the debater club, <laughs> where are y'all at? <laughs> 
So this is what I want to show you. This is where what really causes indecision a lot, okay, is that they think if I pick the right thing, then I'm going to feel good about that decision and I get to have the good feeling. And But if I pick the wrong thing, then I'm going to feel bad and shitty and shamey and gross. And it creates indecision because it's like, if I pick the right thing, then I feel good. And if I pick the wrong thing, then I feel bad. And so we spent all this time trying to debate because we're like, I got to make sure I pick the right thing. And this is what I want to tell you guys is that you can decide ahead of time what you're going to think about a decision. And so this is a commitment I made to myself because I used to be an asshole to myself. Who's an asshole to themselves? <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. Okay. <laughs> and what would happen is I would make a choice or I'd make an investment in my business or I would do something. And if it didn't work out the way I thought, then I would get the beating stick out at past faith. And I would be like, you're stupid. You don't know what you're doing. Why would you do that? You, that was the worst idea you could possibly have. And I would shit all over past faith. And what I always tell the mastermind is when you beating up on past self just makes current self very scared to make decisions in the present, right? And so you got to make a commitment. I made a commitment to past faith where I was like, I'm always going to have her fucking back because that version of me was doing the best she could with the information she had. Would I necessarily date that person or buy that program or do that trip again? No, I would not. <laughs> but past faith was doing her goddamn best. And that I know for sure. And I made a commitment to her that I would not get the beating stick out and go to town if the decision she made didn't end up the way that I wanted. And that has given me the confidence in the present to make some very big moves. I have made some very big moves this year, investment-wise. We bought an investment property in my and done scary things in my business this year. We just hired a new person. All this stuff freaks me out. And it's I've got to know that future faith, I know future faith has my own back. And I'm not going to circle back and be an asshole to myself if it ends up not being the right thing. And that gives me the confidence in the present to make some very big, scary moves, okay? And so if you're feeling indecisive, I want you to look at this and I want you to think about, you can't like, you can't guarantee that the result is gonna turn out how you want. But what you can do is decide ahead of time what you're gonna think if it doesn't work out. So when things don't work out for me, I am disappointed sometimes about that. I feel sad about that. If somebody scams me in a program, yeah, I get mad about that. But I'm not shitting all over past faith. My thoughts are still like, but I was doing the best I could. But I'm still really proud of myself. But I still see why I did that. I still see why I tried to do that. I still have my own back. And so I want everybody here to make a commitment to have your own back this year and give yourself the opportunity to try things and make decisions and practice being decisive and just know no matter how it turns out, you're not going to turn around with the goddamn beating stick, right? And go to town on past self. It's like me and past faith, I got her back. I'm like, nobody messes with her. I take care of her. And that makes me brave and able to make some really big moves in the present. Because I know if it doesn't turn out right, I'm not going to have a, a big shame over party about it, right? So this is how this kind of works, right? You pick something, you make a decision right? You think thoughts about it and then you have feelings. And the leverage point you can really mess with is this middle part of the thinking thoughts about it. And I'm not talking about, 
oh, I love this course that I think is actually bullshit. I'm not talking about gaslighting yourself, okay? I'm talking about thinking thoughts about past self, thinking thoughts about you being brave, thinking thoughts about you being decisive, thinking thoughts, positive thoughts about you trying new things. Those are the kind of thoughts I would look at managing and focus more on managing your thoughts about your decisions and less about trying to make the perfect decision. It starts to become less scary to make those decisions, right? Because when they don't go my way, I don't feel so awful about it anymore, right? I'm still proud of myself for trying things. I'm still proud of myself for putting myself out in the game. I'm still proud of myself for doing the damn thing and trying to make progress in my life and trying to get where I want to go. And I understand that the failure is required, right? When you guys sign up to be entrepreneurs and you sign up to do stuff like this, like you have to understand that failure is required. I don't know any entrepreneur that has made just good investment after good investment in their business. It's like some of them are good and some of them are bad. <laughs> I don't, I've been looking at working with real estate too. It's like kind of the same thing. It's like some of your investments are good and some of them are bad. It's not, I don't know anybody that's just like home run after home run. Like that's just not realistic. Right. And so it's like, you can't make, you can't make all the perfect decisions but what you can manage is what you think about yourself when you make the wrong decisions. And who do you want to be when things aren't going your way? That's always like what this stuff is about to me. The entrepreneurship stuff is about how good are you at managing the thoughts and like what you think when you make a decision that you wouldn't remake. Okay, let's talk. I'm almost done with the decision making. I do think this is really important though, because I'm like, if I give you guys a framework and you can't be decisive, you're just going to go be confused with the framework. So you, I'm, you're going to be using this shit. So listen up. <laughs> you're, I'm telling you like in an hour, I'm going to give you the framework and your brain is going to want to be very confused and you're not allowed to, I don't know anymore. Okay. So the biggest obstacle to making decisions, let's talk about this. I don't want to make the wrong choice because I don't want to waste time. Who has this one? I need to be very thoughtful because I don't want to waste my time. Right. I don't want to make the wrong choice because I don't want to waste my money, right? I don't want, I need to think very hard about this because I don't want to waste my money. And then I don't want to make the wrong choice because it will feel really bad. I don't want, what if I, nobody buys and it's going to be so embarrassing and I'm going to be so disappointed. I don't want to make the wrong choice. It's going to feel bad. I want you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to sound like an asshole again. You guys ready? <laughs> this is like the tough love part of the training. Okay. Everybody listen up. I'm always like, listen up, everybody. I want you to decide ahead of time what you're willing to risk and what you aren't. This is what I want you guys to understand. Expenses and hours will always expand. <laughs> okay. This is what I know for sure about business. Okay. The expenses and the numbers of hours, the amount of money you can spend and the amount of hours you can work has no limits <laughs> in entrepreneurship, okay? Who's experienced this? Where you're like, I thought I was going to work one hour a week and all of a sudden, right? Or I thought I was only going to spend this much and now I'm spending like this much. Expenses and hours are always going to expand. It's our job as the entrepreneurs to set boundaries for money and time. You got to be a bad bitch with the boundary setting for time and money in your business. Okay. You decide how much your business costs to run. Everybody write this in the chat, everybody. I decide how much my business costs to run. This is a decision that you make. Like you're either actively making this decision <laughs> or who's passively making this where you're just like, I don't know. There's just a bunch of money going out. 
we're going to actively make this decision tonight. <laughs> okay. No more. <laughs> you decide how much time your business requires to run. <laughs> okay. This is a decision that you make. You either actively make it or you passively make it. When you're the boss, you've got to actively start making these decisions. These are the most important boss decisions you can make. <laughs> okay. How much time and money am I going to spend? <laughs> and then you decide what you think and how you feel about your business. When you're the boss, you don't get to be the victim. Okay. You guys can go. Sometimes I will go off the clock and I'll just go have a pity party to my boyfriend, Matt. And I'll be like, everything's so hard. I'm very confused. But when I come back in my office, I call the fucking shots and I sit here like a boss, right? I'm not making decisions like that in my business all the time. So you can have a pity party if you want, but you got to be off the clock. Okay. I'm not like on my team. Just, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> That's just, I can't run the business like that. So you decide how much your business costs to run. You decide how much time. Entrepreneurship requires risk. Here's that tough love. You guys ready? Here's the slap down. It requires risk. Entrepreneurship requires risk. Where are my people up here? I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste money. I don't want to feel bad. Entrepreneurship is going to require you to do these. They're going to require, you're going to have to waste some time. We're going to be strategic. We're, I'm going to talk to you. I'm not saying like you just spend a bajillion dollars. Don't, and nobody twists what I'm saying. Okay. We're going to be strategic. I take strategic risks, right? That's what I teach my clients. And that's how I run my businesses. I take strategic risks with my money, strategic risks with my time. Right. And I take responsibility for how I feel about my business. That's my job. It's not my business's job to manage my emotions. Who outsources their feelings to their business where you're like, if I would make sales, I would feel good. And when nobody buys, I feel like shit. That's outsourcing your emotions to your business. Your emotions and your feelings are your job now. You don't get to do that when you're the boss. Okay. This is, it's like full responsibility shit here. That's the only way it can work because otherwise you're going to be on a roller coaster of, oh, we have a good sales day. And you're like, oh my God, I'm winning. I'm the best. I'm so smart. And then sales go down. And guess what sales do in every business? They go up and down. You think Walmart just makes more and more money every single day? No, they have good months and bad months. They have good months and bad quarters, good quarters, bad quarters, good years, bad years. Everybody's sales go up and down. So if you're putting your self-worth and your success on your sales, and guess what? If you're doing it now, when you make no money, you'll do the same thing when you do make money. I hate to tell you, <laughs> right? It's like you don't want to tie your emotional well-being to your numbers in your business or to anything else. Stop outsourcing your feelings about your business, your feelings about yourself, your self-worth. Do not outsource that shit to the metrics in your business. That's your job, okay? The same way we're going to take responsibility for time and money and decide how much, we're going to also decide our own feelings or our own job, not our business's job. So entrepreneurship requires risk. You don't get to have, you want time freedom, you want the money freedom, you want all this stuff. You have to risk, you have to take risk, right? So Matt and I just bought an investment property. It requires us to risk a bunch of money. Like I don't get to have the house and potentially make money. So I think our the house we bought is an investment property. So we're thinking in five years, we'll sell it and make money. That's what we're thinking. I don't have any guarantee of that. I don't know that. This house could end up being a huge money pit. Something could be wrong with it. Who's had a house become a money pit? Stuff happens with houses. Stuff happens with markets. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee in any investment you're going to make. They're not guaranteed. Okay. And so it requires risk. 
if you're not willing to risk money or time or feeling bad, this is not a good idea for you, right? So we're going to decide right now, but they're going to be calculated, okay? We're not just going to do unlimited time and unlimited money. That's crazy. We're going to decide. So you guys put in the chat if you're comfortable. How much money can you afford to risk? And I'm saying like, how much money can you potentially lose? So when I was buying this house, the investment house we bought, we're not just like risking everything we own. We're like, we can afford to potentially take this kind of hit. We could withstand to lose that amount of money. And we think like it will be a good investment and pay back, but I don't have any guarantee of that. And so you need to think about how much money can you afford to risk on your business? I would do it in a month. You guys don't have to put this in the chat if you don't want. When I started, I only had $50 a month that I could risk on my business, right? Now I have $14,000 a month of expenses I pay to run my business. We have multiple six figures of revenue, right? So think about how much can I afford to risk and you decide that ahead of time. You don't let your business decide that. You don't let your coarse silver shiny object syndrome. You decide <laughs> that's your decision to make, right? And you're always going to have to make that decision as a boss because the expenses will just balloon forever. They'll never stop. There's no, your business is like a little money eating baby. That's all it does. It just wants to eat money. <laughs> You've got to decide. This is how much I can afford to risk. And because entrepreneurship is a risk, it's I don't care what any fucking guru tells you guys on the internet. There is no guarantee to this stuff. Like your business might be very successful and pay out and it might not. And so you've got to really look at like the best case and the worst case, right? And look at what can I afford to potentially lose if this doesn't work? Am I willing to live through those consequences to give myself the opportunity? I want everybody to decide this right now on the call. And then how much time can you afford to risk? How much time a week or a month can you afford to put into something that is not guaranteed? And you need to really ask yourself. And these are hard questions. Like it should feel a little bit like grappling a little bit for some of you. And I want you guys to think about the best case scenario with your business. What is the best case for some of you? Some of you, it's quitting your job. Some of you, it's like a side hustle. Some of you, it's retiring husband. Some of you, it's beach house. What is the best case? What are you after with all this? If you're like, it really worked, what would that mean to you? And then once you have that, think about what is the worst case? So it does not fucking work. It does not make money. The worst case, what is that? Everybody, I'm always like, everybody asks for a refund. <laughs> the internet cancels you. <laughs> what is the worst case? For most of you, it's that it never becomes profitable. That's usually the worst case, right? And you as a boss, everybody hear what I am saying to you. I'm like yelling at everybody. <laughs> I want everyone as a boss to make this decision. Are you willing to risk it? You need to decide. This is not passive shit. I don't want you guys making businesses, just letting this shit happen to you. I see this too much where people are just spending money, just letting it go on and they're working, but they're not really deciding how much time they're willing to risk. They're just letting things go. And this is like boss lady time, boss time, boss person time. I'm trying to stop saying like gender. I'm trying to use more gender neutral language. Boss people time. <laughs> Are you willing to risk it? You need to decide. I'm willing to risk this much time and this much money. When Matt and I are buying an investment property, we're not just like, oh, I guess we'll just risk like however much money. We looked at our budget and we were like, I could, we could afford this much a month to risk. If it, and if it doesn't work, like we would still be fine. 
I'm not going to put us in a situation where we're financially, it would suck if it doesn't work. Like it would still like not be the most fun. It would be way more fun if it worked. But you have to decide like how much risk you personally can assume right now and set some boundaries with this business. You don't just give it all of your time and all of your money. That is crazy. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and don't work with any coaches telling. I see coaches telling people this sometimes. I'm like, what is happening? That's bad business advice. No investing person, nobody that knows anything about investing would ever advise you to do that. Do not do that. Okay. You decide what you're willing to risk. And you decide, am I willing to risk the possibility? Some of you might have to live through the worst case. Are you willing to risk having to live through the worst case scenario to give yourself the opportunity of having the best case scenario? And you have to decide that for yourself and it's going to look different for everybody, but I want it to be an active decision. Come back to this page and I want you guys all to like really think about this and make a decision. I'm willing to risk this much money a month and this much time a week and that's it. And then it's like when your brain is, I don't know, what if it doesn't work? You're like, if it doesn't work, we'll be fine. <laughs> I'm taking a calculated risk. <laughs> I know exactly how much money I'm risking and exactly how much time I'm risking. Okay. We're going to do a worst case scenario rehearsal real quick. And then I'm going to give you guys the strategy stuff. You already, you're going to have to get decisive in a minute. So everybody, you're going to get to practice this. So Everybody, if you're in a place, if you're feeling like you're emotional or having a bad day, maybe just skip this exercise, okay? But if you feel good and you're all good to try this out with me, we're going to do a little exercise. I want you guys just to think for a minute about the worst case scenario. I want you to really go there. The business doesn't work. It loses the money. It was, what is your worst fear? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. You don't have the skills. Everybody laughs at you. What else? What else are you guys scared of? Think about the worst case. The worst stuff. Just sit with it for a minute. Really picture it. It doesn't work. Everybody's like, what the fuck kind of business training is this? <laughs> it does not work, okay? Everybody stay with me. When you guys think about that, what do you feel in your body? You should really feel it for a minute. Like, feel like disappointment, failure, the heaviness of it, like really feel it in your body. I just want to offer to you guys, I want you to be very clear on what are the financial actual implications you would have to live with, but hopefully you're taking a calculated risk. For a lot of you, the worst that's going to happen is the feeling in your body and then whatever the financial consequences are. I always advocate for people to get side hustles and get extra money and spend extra money on your business, not to spend like your main expenses, not to invest all the money you have. Don't do that. Okay. So I want you guys to be clear. Just, this is just clarifying. Okay. We're just practicing feeling the suck of the failure in your body. So you can normalize it for your nervous system a little bit. Just show your body. We can feel disappointed. We can feel failure. Just tell yourself you're okay. We're okay. We can feel shame. We can feel disappointment. We can feel really fucking bad. Probably all of you have lived through feeling really fucking bad at your, in your body at certain points. 
what I know for sure as someone who has lived through a lot of really tragic, sad shit is like it, it will pass. They are temporary, right? You just tell yourself you're okay. It's okay to feel bad sometimes. It's just human body. We all feel bad in our human bodies. Okay. This is our worst case scenario rehearsal, right? We're supposed to feel a little bad. We're just practicing it. We're just showing our brain like we can survive hard things. We can feel bad. And we're all okay here. Everybody tell yourself, I'm okay here. It is okay to feel bad. Okay. And then I want you guys can answer this last question on your own time. What are the consequences you have to live with besides feeling bad? Are there real financial consequences to the business not working? And what are those? And are you willing to live through them? And you do not take risks that you're not willing to live through. Do not take financial risks that you're not willing to live through. Don't do it. I don't care what anybody, don't listen to any guru on the internet. <laughs> I'm always scared send you guys out there you guys have seen these people there's like people that are like predator predatory on people and like that always really scares me so you do never take any financial risk that you can't afford to lose okay if you need money for your business and you're like i don't have any business any money to spend on my business a little side hustle i used to have a student she would flip furniture when she wanted to buy a course she would go get a dresser off craigslist she would sand it down she would paint it and she would sell it she would get it for like 20 bucks and sell it for a couple hundred bucks and then she would take that money to buy her courses i would much rather you guys do stuff like that than going on credit cards or doing anything like that so i want you to really play out all of these scenarios as a boss as a boss you always have to i cannot risk the financial health of my company i have people that i pay that count on these jobs we pay dozens of contractors out of my company every month. I can't risk the financial health of my business. I can't put it all on the line. It's, I have to be looking and be like, how much can we afford to lose if it doesn't work? I always have to have my eyes on the worst case. And I always make my decisions like hoping for the best case, but knowing that I have the financial resilience to survive the worst case. And you have to be able to do that as a business owner. You do not risk the financial health of your business. Okay, I'm done preaching at you guys. <laughs> Everybody good here? Okay, let's all shake it out. That was just a practice. Nothing bad has even happened. We're all fine. It's just practice. It's good sometimes our brains really start to freak out about like, what if the business never happens? It's, that would suck. It'd be very sad. But it's a feeling in your body. And if you're taking calculated financial and time risks, it is okay. You can withstand them. And then from that point, it's just, like, am I willing to feel bad in my body for a little bit? To me, the answer is like, oh, hell yeah. Like I, I will risk feeling bad in my body all day long to give myself a shot at the life I want. I'll take that bet. I've been sad many times. I'm like, I can do it again if I have to. <laughs> I'm always like, I've had depression and anxiety my whole life. I'm like, I'm super good at feeling bad. Game on. <laughs> I've had so much practice. <laughs> I'm joking, but this is like how I think about it, right? All right, we're going to go to the strategy section. So I'm up at the main page. I'm going to this little strategy. It's under this fuel your passion guy. We're going to do this and then we're going to talk about execution. So do you guys all know what problem you solve and who you solve it for? If not, this is like your first homework to decide about. Now, you don't might not know this, but you're just going to have to pick something and test it. And picking something, even if it's the wrong thing, is going to give you more clarity 
than not picking something and just thinking, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this business or that business? Should I do this niche or that niche? This product or that product, right? It's just pick something and test it. No matter everybody's doing, we all do this at different parts of our business. Whatever you're debating around in your business, we're done. Plan like a boss is it's decisive AF night. We're not going to spend time endlessly debating. Most of the time, like thinking and thinking is not going to help you guys make a better decision because you don't have any new information or new experiences. So like spending more time doesn't make your decision any better because there's no new info or new experiences entering your brain. You're just like spinning around in the same old thing. We don't have any new perspective or anything. So it's better to pick something and test it than not do anything. Action creates clarity. You've got to take a lot of action. I'm like the bigger, faster, messier, the better. Like I'm saying, remember, we all committed to failing. That all sounded so fun in the beginning, didn't it? <laughs> all right, let's talk about your simple business strategy. You guys want to talk about simple business strategy? I'm going to literally tell you guys what to do. We're going to clean up a lot of stuff for people right now. Complicated plans rarely create better results in business. Read that again. Complicated plans rarely create better results in business. If you're just starting, you need to keep your business plan extremely simple. If you are, especially if you're not full-time in your business and you don't have help and it's just you and you're doing this part-time, you do not have the luxury of doing a billion things and doing shiny object syndrome and trying a billion things. You've got to pick something and you've got to be a dog with a bone. You got to be relentless. You got to pick something and just decide I'm going to make this fucking work. <laughs> okay. That's like how it goes. I heard somebody say they were like, it's not the, it's not finding the right product. It's the product you make. It's like, you just pick an offer and you're like, I am going to make this great and I'm going to learn how to sell it and I'm going to become great at selling it and I'm going to figure out the marketing for it. And that's just what it is. When we're changing the offer all the time, changing the marketing all the time, changing the platforms all the time, you, you don't ever really get enough traction to get anywhere. And so test it and don't keep beating your head with stuff that doesn't work. Like I do think there is times to adjust plans. Don't take what I'm saying like so literally. Of course, if you're like trying something and you're like, this just is not working, adjust your strategy. But a lot of times what happens is we are trying something and we don't see the results as fast as we think we should or as fast as we thought we should. I always say business is like renovation. It's always going to take longer and be more expensive than you think. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> I'm like, be strategically pessimistic in your business, everybody, <laughs> about time and money. It's going to cost more. If, if it's going to cost twice as much and take twice as long, do you still want to do it then? That's a good question to ask yourself, right? <laughs> We want to keep our business really simple. We need to create, I'm going to give you your simple business strategy. You guys ready? We need to create a way for people to discover you and know you exist. This is called lead gen. That's like marketing jumbo. Lead gen just means a way for people to know you exist. It's like a lead is just a potential customer. It's just a person that knows you exist. Okay. You guys like the Faith Mariah speak. A way for people to find, discover you and know you exist. Somewhere they can become ride or die fans of yours. This is the nurture piece for people in the mastermind is people find you, you nurture them, you make offers and sell things. That's it. Okay. Something amazing for them to buy and a process for selling it. These three things, you need to figure out a way to get these three things to work in the simplest way possible. 
the simplest way possible. Okay. And remember, this is going to require saying no to a lot of things and not doing a lot of things and having very strong boundaries and for, and being very decisive. And for a lot of us, it's going to be uncomfortable. That's okay. Cause we already practiced feeling super uncomfortable in our body tonight. So you're going to be good. So I want you guys to rank these in the chat, which of these are working in your business. This is if, I'm always like, if your business is not making money, all or one of these is broken. You guys will see me coaching people on, what am I coaching on Tuesday? You guys will see me coaching people on the call. <laughs> I have the worst memory. You guys will see me coaching people on the call when I'm coaching and I'm trying to figure out what's going on in people's business. I'm just looking at this. I'm like, which of these is the problem? <laughs> That's what my brain is doing. You'll see me doing it right? I'll be asking him questions about, and I'll be like, wait, like what's going on? Like how many people are on your list or do they know who you are? Are you nurturing them? What are you selling? And all I'm doing is trying to diagnose which one of these little guys is it? Is it all of them? Is it one of them? Which one is broken here? So you guys can rank these in the chat from best to worst leads, nurture sales. Yeah. Nurture leads, sales. I don't make enough offers. Yeah. So that's sales, Audrey. So she's like, I got people, I'm nurturing them. I'm just not selling. That's a very common thing I see people go through, especially my crafters. Where are my crafters at? Y'all will get tons. I have people that have come and I have tons of leads, huge email lists. They're nurturing them. They're giving them so much free stuff and they're not selling anything. And so their part that is the most broken is the sales. You want to be looking at, for some of you, you're like, none of these are working. <laughs> and that's okay. That just means you haven't built your business up yet. But we want to know. We want to know. And I think this is a good, simple way for you guys to evaluate when you start feeling that overwhelm and you feel like, I don't know what to focus on. Should I do this, should I do that, should I do this, should I do that? I don't know what to do. There's so many things. Go to this, come back to this, go to this. Like a one way for people to find you, one simple way to nurture them. <laughs> and at least just one thing, if you don't have anything to sell yet, just start with one thing and one process for selling it, okay? If you're not making money, all or one of these is broken. And we just have to problem solve it, right? Remember, as entrepreneurs, we're little problem solving ninjas. So this is not a problem for us that they're not working because this is our job is we're professional problem solvers. Don't even worry about it. We're going to come up with a solution here, right? I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an innovator. You guys all start thinking about yourselves like that. I'm an innovator. I'm a solution haver. I'm a <laughs> problem solver, right? This is what I do. I fucking solve problems all the time. It is fine that there are things in my business that are not working. There's always going to be things in your business that are working and things in your business that aren't working. Like it's always going to be like that. This is just normal business shit. Okay. Nothing is wrong with your business. We're going to fix it. So I put a little funnel here. The reason I like putting these little funnels. So people find you, you get results for free. That's what I call the nurture piece. So it's lead gen. People find you, people, you get results for free, you nurture them and then you make offers and sell things. And I like putting it in the triangle shape because you're always gonna have more people that find you than that buy, right? Because not 100% of the people that end up finding you online are gonna become customers. And so if we want this little chunk down here, we've gotta have a big chunk up here and we've gotta have a big chunk that we're nurturing. And then we have a little chunk of those people buy. And that's true for every business. I don't know anybody that has a hundred percent conversion rate, right? So I just like that as a visual. All right, we're gonna create our own business plan. If you duplicated this, you'll be able to check it off. If not, you can just write it down too. So create your own business plan. We're gonna pick one way for potential customers to find you. We're going to build one 
platform and get one of these to work before we're worried about all this other shit. Okay. Just one, one thing. Okay. Once you get the one thing to work, then you can leverage that. You'll, that one will be working. There'll be people finding you. Your email list will be growing. You can send them to your TikTok. You can send them to your YouTube. You can send them. It is much easier to grow other platforms once you have one platform working. And that's why I'm like, just, I just see too many people dabbling around on all the platforms, trying to do all the things. The people you guys see doing that successfully have teams of people helping them. <laughs> Okay. Don't model your baby business off of somebody that has a multiple six figure business and a team. I'm like, don't do what I'm doing. I'm like, I have a multiple six figure business and like several people helping me. Don't do that. Like you have to make a business strategy that's going to work for you where you are. And most of most, a lot of you are beginners, which is great. It's wonderful. Right. So pick one of these. These are my recommendations. And you guys can tell me what's working for you. I didn't put like every single thing. I just put the main ones I'm seeing work right now. But there's a million ways to do this stuff. This is not like an extensive list or whatever. So TikTok, I'm still seeing reach on TikTok. I'm still seeing organic reach, meaning they will show your video to people that have never heard of you, which is amazing. Instagram reels. And, and I'm seeing carousel posts come back, you guys, on Instagram. I'm very excited about that. I'm going to start testing it on my account maybe like next month. But I've been watching a lot of other accounts and like researching Instagram algorithm stuff like a nerd since we started Creator Camp. And it looks like I think Instagram is going to start promoting more feed posts again, hopefully. But right now, it seems like they're promoting Instagram reels is slowing down a little bit carousel posts are picking up. If you wanted to grow on Instagram, I would do both of those right now. Let me know how it goes if that works for you. YouTube, I see YouTube still as a long-term strategy. I think it depends on your niche. I think there's a lot of niches that are very competitive on there. And I think if you're going to go on there, you need to be committed to doing it for the long haul, doing it for like a year with really like low expectations for results and studying SEO and making sure that you're keywording all your videos. Pinterest, I'm still seeing some people are getting results on Pinterest. I was asking around about this on the internet this week, and I'm interested in learning some new Pinterest strategies, but I'm still seeing some people are still getting traffic from that. Google, I think Google can be a great traffic source. I do think it's a long-term strategy. And as we just saw with this last algorithm update, it ain't guaranteed. When Even once you're ranked, like they can come in and flip it all around. So you've got to be aware of that on any of the, that's true on any of these platforms. LinkedIn, I'm seeing some people in the community doing some cool stuff on LinkedIn. Ads, obviously. Don't do ads unless you have a process for sales. Ads, I always advise you guys do organic traffic. I'm like, get traffic for free on TikTok. <laughs> And then practice sales. And then once you're good at sales and you have a system for sales and you're like, if I had more people, I would definitely make more money, then get ads. That's a good place to start getting ads. Hosting bundles. I have a little bonus coming about hosting bundles. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the secret. You guys think I can get through the training? Hosting summits. I'm still seeing those work, especially in non-B2B. If you're B2C, um, I think hosting a summit could be great for your business. Participating in bundles. When you join the mastermind, you get to be in our bundles and summits. We just did the holiday abundance bundle and a bunch of our people got leads. Freebie swaps. That looks like, hey, internet friend, you want to send my freebie out to your email list and I'll send your freebie out to my email list and swap freebies, right? That's just like a mini 
almost like a mini, it's the same concept of the bundle where we're all emailing our list about something and getting new email subscribers, but on a small level. In-person events, I'm seeing some people do some really cool stuff for Lee Chen with in-person events, right? Where they're going and having a QR code and getting people to sign up. And then something else you guys put, like I'm saying, the best ideas come from your brain. Like where are your customers going to come from? Your business more better than me. I don't know your business, right? I'm speaking very generally, right? I'm speaking to all of you. So pick one. Everybody got one? If you're very confused, remember, I'm going to be doing coaching. So just pick one for now. <laughs> Try to make yourself just make a decision. I'm like, <laughs> just pick one and start it tomorrow, not next week. Just start it. Start it tonight. Don't wait. So one way of getting customers, okay? This is how people are going to discover us. They're going to find us. They got to know we exist. Okay. Podcast is not on here because I find that very hard to rank for most things. It depends on your niche, but for most people, it's going to be hard to rank on iTunes. It's not going to be a great way for new people to find you. You guys will see it. not every Facebook groups aren't on here. Facebook groups, I don't think right now are a great way for new people to discover you. I think they're great for nurturing people that already know you. These are the things I would use to get new people to find you and know you exist. And then you need a plan to nurture them. We need to get them results before they buy from you. I'm like, no one should trust anybody on the internet anymore. All right. You guys are all saying like how you got into scammy programs and you got hired people you thought were going to help you. And then it wasn't. That's why nobody should be trusting anybody on the internet. You prove to your audience that you know your shit and you can help them. You prove to them before they buy from you <laughs> that you know what you're talking about right? Ideally, you should do this weekly. You can do this in a mini workshop, a pep talk, a weekly pep talk that you send out or put on a podcast. You could do a Q&A video and send it out. You could do a value email every week. You could do a podcast and send it out. Instagram stories are great for this, right? Facebook groups are great for this, providing value and helping people and answering questions and providing community. These are all good things to do. Not for lead gen, not for growing an audience, but for helping people that already know you exist. So you've got to have a way, a plan for new people to find you. And then once they find you, you have to have somewhere you can help them and get them some kind of result so that they can trust you enough to pay you. It, it takes a certain amount of trust, I feel like, for someone to open their wallet to us and pay us their dollars. And so we have to earn that trust from people. We can't just expect people to just hand it over. So you guys put in, there's lots of ideas for this. These are just like the common ones that I see, but whatever works for you and is unique for you. And if there's a certain thing you want to do to nurture, that's great. But you want to make a decision. We're making decisions now. So everybody decide. <laughs> I gave you guys the business plans. These are from Do Less, Make More. If you guys got Do Less, Make More, it is in Lizzie's Christmas bundle. If you guys signed up for that, you can still go get it, I'm pretty sure. And the whole training in there. But I stole it out of there because I really liked this part and I put it in this one. You're welcome. So everybody has it in here. I'm going to, I'll just go through really fast. Okay. I'll do this part fast. This is the newbie business plan. I'm going to tell you what I would do if I were a brand new person. If I were brand new, this is for someone who doesn't know what they want to do. They don't have expertise in something, but they know they want to have a business. Does this apply to anybody? Let me know. This is a way for you to build your social media following. You're going to build your social media following while you build your own expertise at the same time. Okay. 
So you're going to focus on sharing what you're learning on your own journey on Instagram Reels or TikTok, read books, listen to podcasts each week, share takeaways, document your struggles, share things that you're trying and overcome them. You're going to document like your journey. So if you think, I think I might want to help women with their relationships, or I think I might want to help women with their parenting or with their organizing or with their whatever it is you think you want to help people with, you start helping yourself get those results and document it on social media, either on Reels or TikTok. Listen to books, listen to books, read books, listen to podcasts, share what you're learning. I just did a module about this in Creator Camp, right? Document everything that you're doing and be your own first client and document it on social media. This is going to do a couple things for you. First of all, it's going to start getting you followers on social media and building a little platform for yourself. Second of all, it's going to get you building your creator habits. I have a whole module about creator habits in Creator Camp, right? But you want to build the habit of picking up your phone and making content all the time. That's a habit you have to build. It takes practice, right? You want to be good at speaking on camera. It's going to give you experience speaking and talking. Who feels like super cringe when you talk on your phone, right? When I started being on camera, it felt like the worst feeling in the world. I literally hated it. <laughs> I never imagined I would be live like this. I was so scared when I would go on camera. My anxiety would be so bad. I would feel like I was going to barf the whole time. Not like a little pit in my stomach. Like I would be like sweating, like about to throw up. Right. I had to acclimate my nervous system to being on camera. So this is going to let you acclimate your nervous system, let you start getting some followers, let you practice talking about some different things, get you used to speaking on camera and get results for yourself as your first client. And you're just going to see, do I like talking about this? You're just going to try it and see. Do not complicate things. Keep this simple. <laughs> Everybody, some of you all need to write that down. <laughs> I'm trying to make it as simple for you guys as I can, okay? So you're going to pick one place to share your journey daily. My little beginner people that are like, I just have no idea. You're going to pick something to share about, pick something to start documenting, and decide right now, not tomorrow, because more thinking is not better decisions. More thinking is not better decisions. Say it again with me. More thinking is not better decisions. I can decide right now. <laughs> pick if you want to do Instagram Reels or TikTok for your documenting. That's where I would recommend you guys start because those are short videos. It doesn't take time. You can pick up your phone and make a, a reel in two seconds to maybe two minutes, not two seconds. And then you're going to have one way to nurture them. So this is what I'm just going to tell you what to do in this little, this is like a business strategy I'm giving my little beginner people. You can just take this, okay, and run with it. Go live each week and teach a five to 10 minute mini workshop. After you go live, write a short email and give them the link to watch the replay. This will give you practice teaching, right? It's going to give you practice teaching and talking on camera, which is a very valuable, profitable skill if you want to make money online. Being able to teach and talk on camera is a skill you guys want to develop, okay? And then it's going to give you something valuable to share your email list each week. And you don't even have to make a freebie. You just use the workshop as the freebie. So you tell them, hey, I do a workshop every Monday. If you guys want the replay, send, give me your email address. I'll put you on my email list. You don't even have to make a freebie. You're going to use this as the freebie. You're going to do a five to 10 minute workshop, promote it on your social media, send it out to your email list every week. Boom. Done. Okay. Lead gen strategy, done. Nurture strategy, done. <laughs> if you can commit to the same time, just pick a day of the week. So example, every Wednesday, I teach a free workshop about how to make the most healthy, easy lunch you've ever had in your life. I don't know. You can also name your show. So if you wanted to do like a Monday motivation show or a tip Tuesday show or a coffee with Jennifer show, or a, I don't know, 
I think it's fun to name shows. I used to have the Faith Mariah morning show every morning at nine. I don't think it was every morning. It was like Tuesdays and Thursdays. But you can have like your own morning show. You could have your own happy hour show. You could have lunch break live in your car. <laughs> like whatever you want to do. It just make it. A, I just like to make everything a whole thing, right? <laughs> That's what marketing is. Just make everything a whole big thing. And then the pick, pick the platform you will go live on. So if you picked up here, Reels, you're going to go live on Instagram. If you picked up here, TikTok, you're going to go live on TikTok. Done. Pick your first four topics. So I literally gave you four here and I also gave you a hundred bonus topic ideas. You can just use those, right? If you need more specific ones for your niche, go on ChatGPT and tell it who you're trying to help and tell it to come up with a hundred topic ideas for three minute workshops. Add the topics to your calendar and set an alarm on your phone. So if you're gonna do the more Jennifer's morning show at 9 a.m., you're gonna put that in your phone right now with a little thing so you remember to go live every day or every Monday. Create an outline after you pick your content title, come up with three to five things you can talk about on the live video. Don't do it perfectly, keep it simple. I gave you guys workshop outlines and chat GPT prompts. These are for your little five minute workshops you're gonna do. You just do one a week, one five minute workshop a week. That's it, <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> And then one thing to sell and a method for selling it. You're going to start brainstorming ideas for what you want to sell in the future. But for now, your main focus should be developing your own expertise, getting the results for yourself, document what you're learning and sharing it. You're developing this by getting experience, getting the result in your own life first. You want to embody anything you teach other people to do. This has been very interesting to me. I was telling somebody on my team the other day. We have had a lot of people in the mastermind asking us like to teach them how to do bundles. And I don't teach things until I've done them a lot of times, right? So we're just now getting ready to teach people how we do bundles. We've done, I don't even know, dozens of them. We've been doing them for over a year straight, a lot of them, right? And the reason why is because I don't want to teach things that I don't embody. So I'm not someone who's going to read a book. This is something I think is a mistake people make on the internet is they'll hear something on a podcast or they'll read something on a book like one time and they turn around and teach it. I think it's very important to really embody that work. And this is my opinion, but I think it will make you stand out in like just about any niche, right? I think like I didn't make the launch align course until I had done that launch process and made hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it. And then it's, oh, I have embodied this. Now I feel like I can turn around and teach it. And so I think that this is a really important step that a lot of people blow past. If you're an expert, so that was my baby business plan, okay? But my people that already have expertise, I got you too. I've made a whole business plan for you. I'll let you guys go through this, but the main difference, this is for people that already have expertise they could share. So like my student, Tyra, when she came in the mastermind, she's like an expert um, at tarot cards. She's an amazing like tarot card reader. And she has a lot of expertise when she came in. She'd been teaching for a long time and had a lot of clients already. And Or I have clients that will come to me and they like have yoga or some kind of expertise that they do in person and they're wanting to pivot online. They have some kind of skill set that they can help people with. They have, they're an expert in something. They've trained in something, right? If you don't have expertise, it's fine. You just need to pick something that you're going to become an expert and become very helpful at and start 
educating yourself and education is free. There's so much great stuff free online. So don't be discouraged by that. Like you can develop your own expertise. Okay. If you're already an expert, this is the plan for you. Somebody that already has some kind of expertise. We're going to do the same thing with you. We're going to keep your business simple. You're going to pick one way for people to find you. I opened up some more options for you. You guys could do, I wouldn't recommend like a beginner starting my beginner people. I really recommend you start with, I gave you two options. <laughs> How many of you are still confused over just the two options? <laughs> I opened up some of these. You guys are not allowed to be confused either. You can pick one of these, one way to nurture them. And then go ahead and decide what you're going to sell and your price point. And you can actually start like making your product plan, but I'll let you fill this out on your own. And if you want, these are just like my suggestions. These, I took some of the options out for you guys to make it just like my recommendations, but you can also go up here, right? The same way I did in the beginning and make your own. Okay. So this is your simple business strategy. We're going to do our customer journey. We're going to do it so fast. <laughs> I still got one whole section to get through. <laughs> I can do this. We're going to power through that last section. So your simple business strategy, there's going to be people find you. We're going to get them on your email list. They're going to get some kind of benefit from your email list. They're going to potentially follow you on a secondary platform. If you have a podcast or something like that, get invited to a launch event, attend a launch event, hear about your great offer. Bye. And I put that and the graphic, but I wrote it out down here and you guys can fill this in on your own time. I would fill this out. So where they find, where they're going to find you, that's going to be your lead gen platform. We talked about that, right? They're going to get your, you can put your name in your free thing. If you know what it is, or if you think you know what it's going to be, or if you're just going to use your workshop, like I told you as your freebie, you can put that here. Once they're on your email list, they're going to learn how to blank and other benefits they receive from your email. This is your customer journey. So it's like, how are we getting them from point A to point B? You wanna think about, this is how they're gonna find me, then they're gonna end up down here buying, but what are all the steps we're gonna take them through in between? So we're gonna nurture them. They're gonna follow you on a secondary platform, potentially join a Facebook group or go on a podcast, hang out in there. They're gonna get invited to your launch event. Maybe you're gonna do a webinar. Maybe you're gonna do a challenge. Maybe you're gonna do a flash sale. Whatever you're gonna do for your selling process, they're gonna hear about what you're selling, the name of your offer. They're gonna to go to the sales page. They're gonna select a payment plan most of the time. They're gonna check out and then you're going to deliver a great experience inside your offer. I just want you guys to write those steps out. And what I want you to think about is as an entrepreneur, all you're doing is just trying to get better at each step. And when you're starting, when you're starting, it's going to happen like this. It's going to be like, nobody's finding me. Nobody's finding me. Nobody's finding me. Nobody's watching my stuff. Nobody's watching my stuff. And then all of a sudden your account, your social media stuff is going to start growing. You're going to be like, oh my God, they're following my account, but they're not joining my email list. <laughs> And then you just go to the next problem, right? So it's like, okay, now they're finding me, but they're not joining my email list. How do I get them to join my email list? Let me do a better call to action. We teach this in Creator Camp, right? Let me do some more calls to action. Let me promote my free thing more. Let me talk about my workshop more. And then it's okay, now they're finding me and they're joining my email list, but they're not listening to the podcast or they're not joining the Facebook group. 
how could I get them to join the Facebook group? Maybe I need to offer something better in the Facebook group. Maybe I need to put a free course in there for them, or maybe I need to do a workshop in there, or maybe I need to do a Q and A in there, right? A bunch of you join my Facebook group to come to this, right? <laughs> so then it's like, okay, then you come up with some solutions and you test them and you try it. And then that part starts working. And then the next part's gonna be broken. And I just want you guys to see the business is like a problem ladder. You're always going to be climbing. And what I don't want you guys to do is have a bunch of drama about that. The reason I'm telling you this and the reason I want you to write this out is so you see each step and you understand you're going to have to problem solve each and every one of these fucking steps. Like probably none of these are just going to work. Like that just doesn't happen that much. I would just fully go in with the expectation that you are going to have to problem solve and try multiple things, many things for each of these steps to figure out what works. Okay. And because what I see happen is people are like, oh my God, they're following my account, but they're not joining my email list and I suck and they don't like my freebie. And why is this happening? <laughs> and it's never going to work. And it was all for nothing. Whose brain loves to do that? Who has a dramatic brain? My brain is so dramatic. It's like, it was all for nothing. It's never going to work. It worked for Jennifer, but it's not going to work for me. <laughs> You guys get to skip all of that because I'm telling you now that this is normal business shit. This happens in every business. Nothing is wrong. Listen, hear my voice. Nothing has gone wrong. This is normal. This happens in every business. And guess what? Once you get it to work, I'm still looking at these steps and I'm like, okay, people are joining the email list, but maybe they're not listening to the podcast or maybe they're not going to the sales page or maybe they're not opening the email and we have to troubleshoot them. And the better I troubleshoot them, the higher each step converts, the more people I'm able to move through each step, the more money we make. And that's just, that's the game all the time is I'm just trying to get better at getting people through these steps, get more people to take the next step. Just like that funnel, it's there's gonna be a lot up here. There's gonna be less and less and less and less as you go through all these steps. And you need to practice and problem solve, right? Problems are not wrong for entrepreneurs. This is our job. We're in the problem. I'm in the problem solving business. Not a problem for me, right? We're going to figure it out. We're in the figuring out business. You guys like that? <laughs> okay. Who's still with me? You guys still here? All right. We're going to do your execution plan really quick. I'm going to do this part fast. I put the link to the bonus Asana training. If you need, Asana is like a, if you're like, I really need a very organized to-do list and I feel very overwhelmed. And if you're keeping track of your tasks in your head, <laughs> you need a project management system. And I like Asana. You can use, there's a whole bunch of them. You can use ClickUp. You can use Asana. You can use Todoist. There's like a billion. I like Asana. I have a free training for you guys. If you want it, you can put your to-do list in here. It should have your lead, your lead gen. You guys should know. Who knows? You guys should know your lead gen strategy your nurture strategy, at least have some kind of idea for something you're going to sell, figure out what you're going to sell. If you don't know something to sell, I'm like you can't have a business that makes money. If we don't have something to sell, it's not going to work. Okay. So we're going to set some goals right now. All right. How much money you guys want to make in Q1? If you're comfortable, put it in the chat. What would be like, how much money you want to try to make? This is what I want to say. Who's already thinking, I don't know what's realistic. I don't know how much I can make. I don't know what to put. Who's already thinking that stuff, <laughs> right? This is what I want to say. Being good at setting goals and hitting them isn't that valuable of a skill. People spend a lot of time being very worried about how do I set the right goal and like, how do I pick the right income goal that I can actually hit that's going to help me grow the business, but actually be obtainable and actually keep me motivated. And it's just like, 
not a good skill. I don't think it's that useful of a skill. And I'll tell you guys, like I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars online. I almost never hit my income goals. My income goal is always like something crazy. It's like a million dollars or something. <laughs> so it's like, I just want to offer to you. I don't think I've ever set a hit a single income goal that I've set and I've still been very successful. So I'm not saying you have to do that, but I just want to be, I hope that's expansive for you. And I hope you remember that. <laughs> just remember if you don't hit your income goal, it doesn't have to mean that you suck and you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> this is what I think when I hit my income goal. Here's a good one for you guys to borrow, right? When I don't hit my income goal, I just go, oh, it's taking longer than I thought. I thought it was going to happen this month but it'll probably just happen next month. And I just go about my time, right? I don't spend any time thinking, oh my gosh, I never hit my goals. And why is it like this? And I thought I was going to hit it and I never do this and I can't do it. And I just don't do that. I'm just like, oh, just taking longer. We'll probably make a million next year. It'll be so fun. <laughs> and this is literally what I think after coaching a lot of people. I think human beings are bad at estimating timelines. And this is the example I use for this is like, how many of you guys have tried to plan your day? Just your day, one day. And you're like, and you're like, I'm going to do this. 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 And then you go do the first thing and it takes fucking five times as long as you think. And you don't get to anything else on your list. How often does that happen to you guys? That happens to me all the time. And so I think it's hilarious that we think we're not good at estimating time <laughs> and our daily life. And we're going to estimate how long it's going to take our business to grow, which businesses require luck, by the way, there's a lot of factors of luck involved in business. I think that's important for everybody to remember. And it's, yeah, it's hard work and skill, but there's also luck and things outside of our control that happen too. And so I think it's hilarious that we think we're going to set like a yearly income goal when we're not good at estimating time to begin with. I just think that's how human brains are. Granted, I have ADHD, so maybe it's, it could be a faith human brain thing, but I've coached a lot of people and this is like the patterns I see. So I don't think that being able to set goals and hit them is like a super valuable skill. I don't hit my goals and I lose no sleep over it. So I don't know. Hopefully that's useful to someone to think about. But you could set a goal for making a dollar and hit it. Like I could set my income goal at a dollar and hit it. And I could be like, oh, I hit my goal. I always hit my goal. Ugh. But is that really useful to my business? Has that actually grown my business? And that's what you want to think about is not about hitting the goal or not hitting the goal. It's about like, how can I make a plan that's going to grow my business? That's what's really what you really want, right? Because do you really give a fuck if you hit your goal or not? If you end up with a business that makes $10,000 a month or $20,000 a month, but you really care if you're good at hitting goals or not. And the example I always use too, is I tried to hit a $10,000 a month for over a year. It was my goal publicly. I said it publicly on the internet. I was like, I'm gonna have a $10,000 a month this year. And January came and February came and March came and April. We went all the way to the end of the year and I failed at it every single month publicly in front of everybody. I got to the end of the year. I never made a $10,000 a month. Uh, it was disappointing, but it was fine. I was just like, okay, we'll just try again this year. And then in March, we hit it. And then we really haven't went back down below that. Maybe a couple times we have, but in general, ever since then, we've made a $10,000 a month ever since. And so it's like, do I really give a fuck that it took like an extra three months to have a business that makes $10,000 for life? Like you got to think about like, what's actually important here. And I think it was better for me to try to hit a $10,000 a month because I really started solving bigger problems. If I'd been trying to make a $5,000 a month, 
I wouldn't have been putting in place the systems to create the kind of volume we created. I wouldn't have been working on bigger sales systems. I was solving bigger problems because I was trying to make a business that would make $10,000 a month, right? Now we're trying to make a million dollar business. I don't have anywhere close to a million dollar business, but I'm like, what would we have? This is what I think about is like, what would I have to have in place to have a business that is capable of making that kind of revenue easily every year? Like what kind of systems would I have to have? How much volume would we have to have? What kind of things could we do to start putting that in place? And I'm solving very big problems in the business. Whereas I think if I had set the goal at 300, yeah, I might hit that faster, but I think it will take longer for me in the long run to hit those. You guys can do it however you want. If the smaller goals feel really good to you and you like, that's totally fine. I really don't think there's any right or wrong way, but I do think people put a lot of emphasis on like setting obtainable goals and hitting them. I'm like, just swing for the fence. And if you miss, who cares? (laughs) Like whatever. I could set a goal to make a million and miss it by a lot but implement really powerful strategies. And I think that's more useful than setting a dollar goal and hitting it. Do you see what I'm saying? And so like the hitting the goal or not hitting the goal really doesn't matter. What you want to think about is what would be the most useful problems for you to solve this year? And so when you think about your revenue goal, your $10,000 goal, what kind of problems could we start solving in the business where we're just able to make $5,000 or $1,000 every month or $10,000 every month or whatever it is, right? Business involves luck and uncontrollable variables. You can work really hard and learn a ton, but have unlucky things happen and not hit your goal. Just had a year like that where you're like, I really gave it hell and I still just did not get there. And I think what's more important than hitting the goal or not hitting the goal is did I show up in a way that I'm proud of? That's what I focus on. I don't focus on... If I hit the million dollars, then I feel good. And if I don't hit the million dollars, I get the beating stick out and beat the shit out of poor faith. I don't, I don't do that. What I do is I'm like, am I showing up in a way that I'm proud of? If we get to the end of the year and we don't hit my revenue goal, I'm disappointed about that. I, but I'm willing to feel disappointed in my body. It's okay. And I feel the feelings of disappointment and I feel the feelings of disappointment. And I say to myself, you know what, faith? I'm really proud of you. We stayed in the fucking game and you're still here standing and you gave it hell and that's all we could do. And your time will come, girl. Get back up on the game and we just go after it again. (laughs) And that's to me like what entrepreneurship is. It's like, how many times can you stand back up? That's the real game here, right? And I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, I grew up like working class and I have this kind of like fighter mentality to me. And I'm like, I will always stand back up because I am a fucking fighter. If there's one thing I know about myself is that I am a fucking fighter and I am not giving up. And so I'll just give myself that pep talk. That always feels true to me. you got to find something like that that feels true to you that you can grab onto. We were talking about that in the mastermind about finding those thoughts that like you can grab in the moments of darkness (laughs) and failure and sadness because they're coming. (laughs) Okay. It's part of it. It is part of it. I'm joking, but it is part of it. It will come. And it's like in those moments, you've got to know what you're going to say to yourself and you got to know how you're going to show up for yourself. And to me, I just remind myself who the fuck I am. And it's, I am an overcomer. I did not come this far to lay down. And it's, it's time to get up again, girl. Let's go. And to me, it's get back in that game. I'm never going down. Like, 
that I that I can guarantee. I can't guarantee how long it's going to take to make the money. Can't guarantee if this investment property is going to pay out. There's lots of things I can't guarantee. But what I can bet on is that I'm not fucking quitting, right? What I can bet on is myself, right? And you've got to find those kind of lines of thoughts. Those that feels true to me, right? I have a lot of evidence for those things in my life. You've got to find something that feels true about you that will like you can grab in those moments of like it doesn't look like it's working all the time, you guys. Like this is normal in entrepreneurship. There's gonna be times where it looks like it's not working. And we always talk about like, the miracle could be right around the corner, but you can't fucking see around that corner. You don't know. You don't know when it's gonna happen. You don't know how far it is. You don't know how long it's gonna take. You literally don't know. And so you've gotta have those thoughts that will drive you through. The goal, the to me, setting your goals for the year is really just deciding what puzzle do I want my brain to focus on solving this quarter, right? It's just like, what problem do we want to try to solve in our business? And if you want to try to make $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, even if you've never made any money, you could start thinking about how could I make $20,000 a month? I just think you're more likely to do things if you spend time thinking about them. What would I have to have in place? What kind of streams of revenue? How big would the platform have to be? What would the business have to look like? And then what can I start doing now to start setting future self up to have those things in place? How can I start building a foundation that will give me that kind of result, right? And you still get to feel proud and accomplished even if you don't hit your goal. Like I said, even when I get the shit kicked out of me and... I'm not anywhere close to my goal and I'm sad about it and disappointed. And I'll have pity parties, you guys. My brain is so dramatic. It's like, oh, poor me. My brain loves, whose brain loves to play the victim? My brain loves to, it loves to do this to Matt. I'll curl up with Matt. I'll be like, poor me. It's very hard. <laughs> I'll have a little pity party for myself. My brain loves to do that. It really does, right? <laughs> but you get to be proud of yourself even when your brain is like, we should definitely feel like a failure. <laughs> You get to remind yourself, I fucking got out there. I did things that were scary. I did things that were hard. I did things a lot of people are not willing to do. I put my ass on the line. I risked my time. I risked my money to do the things that I want to do in this life, right? And you get to still be proud and still have your head held fucking high, even if you don't hit that goal. You remember that. You get to decide to be proud of yourself. These numbers, I'm telling you, they go up and down. You're going to have some years that blow your mind and sometimes in business that blow your mind and are amazing and it's everything goes your way. I always tell the mastermind, I'm like, take your wins. <laughs> I'm like, when you're up, be up. <laughs> Whose brain loves to be down when you're up? It's like you're, you get some like traction on Instagram or you make some sales and your brain's like, but it's not going to last long. <laughs> I'm like, no, be up. When you're winning, you be winning. Like you take your wins when you can get them. And then being proud of yourself even when you fail epically, yeah, very profitable skill to have as an entrepreneur. I really believe that. I think if you can like still be proud of yourself, if you can swing for the fence and miss and be disappointed, like I'm like, it's okay to feel sad and disappointed. I think that's normal. And I think we should be comfortable like in normalized feeling negative feelings in our body. I think it's normal for humans to feel negative in their body sometimes. It's okay to feel negative feelings and still in your brain be like, but you know what? I fucking did that though. I was out there and still be proud of yourself. I think that is a skill that will make you money. I think it's a skill that will make you a lot of money. I'm always like, if shaming and beating up on yourself and being an asshole made you money, I'm like, I would have a lot of rich moms in my mastermind because moms give themselves the most grief. <laughs> Y'all, like I've never heard like a guilt trip 
how moms speak to themselves. And every mom I coach, it's like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And it's, I'm like, if shame and guilt made you money, moms would be the richest people here. You know what I mean? But I don't think that's what makes money. I think what makes money is like resiliency and being proud of yourself and holding your head high. Even when you don't have the results you want, you still get to feel good about yourself and proud about yourself. That to me is like profitable. So instead of focusing on hitting the goal or not hitting the goal, you want to focus on how you show up to pursue the goal. How did you show up to pursue it on the daily? Okay. So we're going to set some analytic goals. I'll let you guys do this on your own because I've been on here now for two hours and I'm starting to lose my voice. But you want to decide like how many email subscribers you want, how much money you want to make, how many sales would you need. I always think I would track numbers that directly impact your sales. So if there's other numbers that impact your sales, I would track those, right? Remember the numbers are neutral. They only mean what you choose to make them mean. I always tell this story. I'll tell it really fast, but we see this happen in the mastermind sometimes where people will come on the calls with the same problems. And one, the first person will come on the call and they'll be like, they'll be like, Hey, I really need your help. I'm at the end of my rope here. We have people cry on the calls and stuff. I think entrepreneurship is hard and it's emotional for a lot of us. And so on the Tuesday calls in the mastermind, sometimes people cry and get emotional. Sometimes I cry. Like it's, it's sometimes can be emotional in there and people will come and, and the, they'll be like crying and upset and they'll be like, I really thought this was going to work. And I just launched my product and I worked so hard on it and I took it all the way to the end. And I really believed, and I really showed up and I really advocated for it. And I really tried and nobody bought anything. And they're just like, I just don't know what to do. And they're just like devastated, like understandably. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. And then at the end of the call, I'll be like getting ready to get off and someone will jump on and they'll be like, Hey, oh my gosh, Faith. They're like, I'm so glad you guys are still here. I just had to come tell you, I really had to come celebrate and tell you, I launched my product last week. And they're like, nobody bought, but I launched my product. Like I have my sales page done and I went on camera and I sent the emails and I just had to come celebrate and tell you guys, like I launched my product and I did it. And it was just so amazing. And I couldn't have done it without the community. And it was great. And I love this example because I think it just goes to show it's one person can have a $0 launch and feel like, and the story is the business isn't going to work and I'm a failure and it was a waste of time and it's disappointing. And another person can have the exact same number, $0 launch and feel like I fucking rocked that. Right. And you just want to remember that the reason I like to say that is like numbers are neutral. So a lot of us who's scared to look at their numbers, who's scared to look at like how much money they spend, how much money they make, how many email subscribers, how many unsubscribes they get, who's scared to look at that kind of stuff. The reason you're scared to look at that kind of stuff is because you're making it mean a big, scary story. <laughs> One of my coaches calls them scary tales just because you're telling a big ass scary tale, right? So just be on to yourself when you hear your brain doing that. Be like, oh, that's a scary tale. And just ask yourself, could it mean something else? It could mean that I suck and I'm a loser and this is all a waste of time. What else could it mean? What else could it mean? Just ask yourself, what are other, sometimes I like just asking myself, what are other possibilities here? Because my brain is always convinced everything's the worst. It's for sure everything is the worst. I'm like, it could be the worst, but what else? Is there other possibilities here? Let's just try to crack open a little window of other possibilities, right? Don't tell scary tales about your numbers. And just remember, your numbers only mean what you make them mean, which I think is powerful, right? I think that gives you your power back. 
Action goals, journal questions. I'll let you guys do these on your own. What actions do you think will give you the most leverage? Remember, we're doing less is more, right? We're doing one way of people to find you, one way of nurturing them, figuring out one product to sell. We're not focusing on a billion things we could do and all the, just pick your one thing and work on that and make some traction on that. Pick your actions. What small action could you do every day for a year that would change your business? This is where people get fucked up. I'm going to, here, I'm bolding this. <laughs> I think people really massively underestimate like taking small, consistent action and letting it stack over time. All right, this is hard for our human brains because our brains like to see results. And a lot of times with the small action every day, you're not going to see results for a long time. But you just want to focus on building the habit. Right? I keep saying creator habit because that's what I'm teaching in creator camp. <laughs> build the creator habit, right? In creator camp, when they come in, we don't even have them focus on anything besides just start posting every day. I'm like, I don't care if you burp on camera and post it. You don't need to even say anything. Just start making videos every day because I want them to have the habit of posting a lot. And I know once they build the habit, it's going to be easier to keep doing it. And I know if they keep doing it, they're going to get better at it. Right. And I know if they post hundreds of videos by the end of the year, they're going to be way fucking better than the people that never posted because they're wanting their content to be really good and they never put anything out. Right. And what small action could you do every day for a year that would change your business? For a lot of you, it's making videos on social media. Right. It's starting to do those actions that will grow a platform for you. Having a platform for a lot of you would be very game changing because then we have people to sell whatever it is you end up selling to. Focus on small, consistent actions and start playing a long game. What are the, and Rebecca is a genius at this, my business advisor that coaches in the mastermind. She's so good at, she just does her actions consistently and she doesn't add anything and she keeps her business so simple. What are the most important actions to take each week to meet your analytical business goals? Whose brain's already going to, I don't know land. You're not going to know these. You have to take your best guess. <laughs> You're not allowed to think, I don't know anymore, remember? <laughs> You're going to have to look at the business strategies I gave you and take your best guess at what you think the most valuable actions are, okay? And you're probably going to get it wrong because you've never built a business before. And guess what? It's okay to get things wrong. You don't need to get them right. Guess what? You're going to have to waste some time here. You're not going to, there's no shortcuts here. Like you've got to try some things and some of it will work and some of it won't. So it is okay. You're not going to know the answer. You're going to have to take your best guess. What are the most important? I don't know either. If I sit down and I'm like, what are the actions that are going to be the most, give me the most leverage? It's, I don't know. I just take my best guess. <laughs> God, that's, a lot of business is just taking your best guess. It's like looking at the information you have and being like, I think maybe this, <laughs> testing it. And uh, yeah, these are good questions. Though. I'll let you guys journal on those. Setting action goals. So this is what I want to talk about tonight that is a little different than how I've taught it in the past in the mastermind. And I still love the 90-day planning stuff. And I put that at the end for you guys. But I think for a lot of you, this will be really helpful. So instead of setting like a goal for 100 email subscribers, decide something you can control. Because you don't necessarily directly control if people sign up for your emails or not. But what you can control is like how many times you're going to post on social media a week. How many emails are you going to send every week? Start setting those goals that are like about how much you are going to output and decide that ahead of time. I think that will be really useful for a lot of you. So put how many times you want to post on social media each week. 
that's how eventually a lot of you will be able to get email subscribers. And then how many times you want to sell your offer to your email list, stuff like that. These are just examples, but you want to be thinking about goals you can set that you fucking control. <laughs> There's a lot of things in business, like I'm saying, that are luck that we don't control. Instead of setting those goals, why don't you set some concrete goals that are like, I control how many times I post on social media. That is up to me. Something I can directly work on. I think that will save a lot of you some drama. And then if you're focusing on upping your output, you'll get more results. What is not going to happen? Okay, this is not going to happen. You're going to leave this workshop and do all your new actions 100% of the time and skip into happiness and success. Not going to happen. Everybody let that dream die. <laughs> you guys like this? This is like face dream crushing workshop. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> what is going to happen when you leave here? You're going to do your new actions for a little while. Something's going to happen. Life is going to, I'm always like in the mastermind, I always say life is going to life, right? It's like life is going to be life. Like we know life is an asshole sometimes, right? So life is going to life. Something's going to happen. You're going to stop your new action. And then you're eventually you're going to be like, oh, I should start that doing that again. And then you're going to start doing it again. You're going to do it for a little while. Something's going to happen. You're going to stop the action. You're going to do the new action again. You're going to go through that cycle. Who's had this happen in their business? This is normal business shit, you guys. This still happens in my business. Nobody's showing up every single day, no matter what. I don't know anybody doing that. I feel like that would be pretty psycho for most of us anyway, that live in the world, right? This is normal. Who gives themselves so much shit for this? <laughs> who gives themselves like the most, who has like the worst party, like the worst hate-filled party about this? This is normal. This is just human stuff, okay? Yeah. Oh, I put this note here too. Focus less on hitting the goal and not hitting the goal and more on building habits that will help you create success over time. That's what I was getting to up here. So what I taught in creator camp, I really loved, and I decided to give it to you guys here is the quick recovery. There's even a quick recovery badge you can get. We have like little camp badges and one of them is a quick recovery badge. So each stopping point is a chance to practice making a quick recovery. What do you need to think to be able to recover quickly? I would journal on these. What thoughts is your brain going to offer that will make recovery difficult? So when you get out of the game sometimes, like maybe you've been posting for a while and then you stop posting and then your brain will be like, I never follow through on things. I just can't do it. I always stop and start. I can't, I'm never going to be able to make it. I can't be an entrepreneur. It'll offer you that bullshit. Your job is to be like, oh no, that's like troll thoughts. You're going to go back to your quick recovery thought which is I'm just going to get started again. Even though I always stop and start and I never follow through, I'm just going to start again. <laughs> just going to get started. I'm just going to post one thing, right? You go back to your quick recovery thought. That's your job as the boss. We're the boss here. You're the only employee in this business. Your one employee does not have the luxury of having all this drama. You got to keep the brain on track, right? Make a quick recovery. So your goal is not to never stop or always follow your plan perfect. That's not the goal. The goal is... Can you get a little faster at recovering and going back to your habits? Can you have less drama when it happens? Can you get yourself back in the game faster? That's the goal here. Okay. And then I even put this little, this is guy, the stages of change. This is, I did not make this. This is from a famous psychologist. I forget his name, but it's the stages of change. Right. And I love this because one of the stages of change, one of the stages of change, this is a human behavior model. They teach in psychology. The stages of relapse, fall back into old pattern of behavior. This is normal, you guys. 
And then you go back here. And then I love it what it says in the middle. It says upward spiral, learn from each relapse. So each time you start posting on social media and you step out and you step back in, you're building more and more of that habit. You're moving forward. This is normal stuff. The stages of change in human behavior is not, oh, you pick a behavior and you put it in your planner and you do it 100% of the time and then you skip forward and build a business. That's not how this works, right? All of you are going to have some version of this happen at some point, right? And I just want you to understand it's normal. And all you have to do is focus on making a quick recovery. And you can do this in any moment. You can decide to do a quick re recovery at any moment and go back to doing the behavior you know you need to be doing to grow your business. A lot of you can tell me things you should be doing to grow your business that you're not doing. Do a quick recovery, get yourself back on those actions. And then I just put like my 90 day planning process. This is not like the be all end all, but this is what I like to do to plan my quarter. So if you wanna use this to plan Q1, you can. If you're in the mastermind, you have a ton of resources for this. But if you're not, this is what I do. Do the 90 day planning. I put my launch dates on the calendar first. When are we going to open cart? When are we going to sell things? I put that on the calendar. Open cart. I put open cart dates. I put free event dates. I put the promo for the free events. You saw me emailing like plan like a boss is coming. Plan like a boss is coming. That was the promo dates on my calendar. I put collaboration events on my calendar. So if I'm going to speak at something, if I'm going to do something with like friends, if we're going to do a summit, that goes on the calendar. I pick big projects for the quarter. So this next quarter, it's going to be creator camp stuff for me. And I also want to launch my first physical product this quarter. So those are my two big projects for the quarter. And then once that's really, I think people think, because I talk about quarterly planning all the time, everybody thinks it's like this big, scary. That's what all I do. I just decide what I'm going to, I decide what I'm going to do for nurturing, what we're going to do for lead gen. I put the launch dates on the calendar. I put collaboration events on the calendar and I pick my big projects. That's it. And then I do weekly planning. So on Monday, sometimes on Sunday night, but usually on Monday, when I come in, I look at the week, I look at my meetings, I look at what has to do and I sketch out a plan for what I need to do for the week. I pick my main projects for the week and like generally which day I'm going to do them on. I usually have my meetings on certain days and projects on certain days. So I'll decide which projects I'm doing on the project days. And then each day I do daily planning. So every day, even though I have all this stuff in Asana, I still have to handwrite my list. I have ADHD. That might not be the case for you. But for me, I've got to handwrite. I has, something happens in my brain when I write things out. I don't know what it is. Is Megan on here? Maybe she knows. Something happens in my brain when I write things out, right? So I do a to-do list for the day. And the morning when I come in, I just look at my asana. I look at my personal life. I look at what's going on and I just write out my to-do list for the day. And then at the end of the day, I do a daily debrief, which is just like, I just ask myself what went good? What could have been better? That's it. Those two questions. I just ask myself that every day and I'll either just scribble it on my notepad Sometimes I write it in Notion. I was really into Notion journaling last quarter, but I go through phases with that stuff. Sometimes I'm like really into the digital stuff. Sometimes I'm really into handwriting. Right now I'm really into my little handwritten planners. So it doesn't matter, right? I just want to offer to you guys, I think this is, I think that somehow along the way, this got like very overcomplicated. I would just decide like the dates you're going to sell things, <laughs> what you're going to do for nurture, what you're going to do for lead gen, 
I would put any dates for events you want to go to on the calendar. And I would decide if you want to do any big projects in Q1 and give yourself deadlines for those. And then I just do weekly planning and daily planning. If you want to do this daily planning and weekly planning as a group, check out the mastermind bonuses on Monday. You guys like these cliffhangers? <laughs> We're doing a challenge in January that is about this. That's all I'll say. But if you want like accountability and help, that's coming in the mastermind. If you're already a member, you're going to get it for free. And if you join, you'll get it too. And we'll announce all of the bonuses on Monday. Oh, and then I put this note here because there was a lot of questions about how do I follow my plan? Who does this? You're like, I make a plan and I just don't follow it. I don't know if this will be helpful to you, but this really changed everything for me. If this is not helpful to you, just throw it away. And this is for anything I say. If something I say doesn't apply to you, that's fine. You don't just throw it out. You don't need to spend any time thinking about it. Don't use this against yourself. But I heard someone say this and it really always stuck with me. It said to follow your plan or calendar, you just have to be willing to feel negative feelings in your body. And so how this looks for me is a lot of times I don't want to do what's on my calendar. And so I can make the decision in the moment, do I want to feel the negative feeling of being bored and not really wanting to do something? Or do I want to let myself off the hook right now? But there's something about that awareness of that's what was happening, that I was making a choice to avoid negative feelings in my body that was very empowering for me. Like it really felt, oh, like I was always like, I don't understand why I can't just follow my calendar. And it's like really because our brains are programmed to conserve energy. So they're never going to want to sit down and work hard. They're always going to want to try to find a way out of it. And it's interesting was when I started being aware of this too, my, I started noticing all the little sneaky thoughts my brain has. So a lot of times not following your calendar is usually from really small little sneaky thoughts. Mine was always like, I'm really tired. And when I really asked myself, I was like, am I really that tired that I can't work like for another 30 minutes, 40 minutes? Like the answer is like, no, I'm not even that tired. <laughs> or my brain would go, it has this whole story about I'm an introvert and I was on camera all day. And so I'm very exhausted. And that just felt like the truth to me for so long. I was just like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then when I really, I like stopped one day and I was like, is being on camera that exhausting? Am I that tired? I was like, no, I was like, I think if I just go outside for a couple of minutes and come back in, I'll be fine. I'm not like exhausted to the point like where I need to go lay down on the ground. And for me, like, and that might not be true for you. You might actually be really tired depending on what's going on. But for me, I really wasn't when I checked in. And I think it's just important to ask yourself, like when your brain is offering you thoughts, just remember it's programmed to conserve energy. So a lot of times the thoughts that it's offering you are not to do the shit that's on your calendar. The thoughts that are it's offering you are to conserve energy. And so you want to question them and be like, wait, am I actually really tired right now? Am I too tired to do this? Or am I just like wanting to avoid the discomfort of doing something kind of bored and tedious and hard and feeling that discomfort in my body? And I just tell my brain like, hey, I'm not that tired. I can do things that don't feel like super exciting. I want to get this done. And I'm just willing to feel bored or feel like whatever I need to feel in my body in that moment to follow my calendar. But I, for me, there was something about the thing that helped me be able to, and I don't follow my calendar 100% of the time. I don't really think that's necessary. For me, it's not necessary. But when I have things that I on the calendar that I do need to follow, that I do need to do, I just tell myself I'm willing to feel any feeling in my body. I'm willing to feel any feeling in my body. 
right? I'm willing to feel bored. I'm willing to feel like I don't want to do this. I'm willing to feel frustrated. I'm like, it's not a problem. This is a feeling. It'll pass. I'm super good at feeling negative feelings. It's fucking fine. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for being here. Put all your breakthroughs in the chat. I'll try to go back through and read comments, but I'm really tired from talking so much. So I probably will try to do it this weekend. I love reading your guys' comments and everybody's takeaways, though. Um, remember, you can get an extra entry. And plus, I just think it's fun to share with the group. <laughs> Is that just me? I'm like a super nerd. I'm like, I want to I learn from all of you, right? And I want all of you to learn from each other. And I just love the community of it. But you can get an extra entry by sharing a video with your biggest takeaway. If you are interested in getting coaching from me for free, you can do that January 2nd at 5 p.m. I'm going to send the replays of these out. So if you cannot come live where my mama's at, my working mama's at, I got you. You can watch the replay and you'll get a lot from watching the other people get coached. So watch the replays, even if you can't come live. I really try to coach everybody in a way that it's going to apply. You'll be able to find something in there that you can use. It'll be very useful to you. And you'll be surprised at like how similar a lot of the things are in there. So I would love to see you guys on, on Tuesday. Go back through this and like simmer on it. Try to answer your own questions. And then if you're still stuck or you're not sure, come come let me help you let me help you this is literally what i do as my career is help people with this stuff come let me help you bring me anything it can be like i'm embarrassed to be on camera i feel stupid and i don't know what to pick it doesn't matter if you bring me whatever i need a product if you're like i really don't know what to sell let me help you i have marketing experience i have business experience i have coaching experience let me let me help you so come to the calls we'll do that together it'll be really fun we're going to email and link out so watch your email i'll email it and i'll post it in the facebook group for you guys okay so you'll be able to find the zoom link if you're in the mastermind it's in there the mastermind is opening monday you guys can find if you want details about the mastermind if you're needing help with your business and you want support we offer that in the mastermind you get access to me my team, the co-coaches, the whole program is amazing. The replay vault, there's so many resources in there. I'll tell you guys all about it on Monday when it opens. But if you want to read the details, the pricing, everything about it is here on the wait list for you. And I think that's it. I'm going to leave with this little testimonial video. If you're interested in hearing about the mastermind, you're welcome to stay and watch it. Otherwise, I will see you guys Tuesday. I hope you guys have a great night. And those of you that join the mastermind, I'll see you on Monday. And I'm coaching Tuesday at noon in the mastermind. So you could actually join Monday morning and come to my call Tuesday at noon and Tuesday at the free one if you want double. <laughs> you want to really kick off the year. You're like, I want some business coaching. We have tons of stuff coming up in the mastermind and you'll get access to all of our live calls when you join. We typically have at least five live calls a week. <laughs> so you'll have plenty of support in there if you decide to join us. All right, you guys, I hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. Thank you for being here. Bye. I have learned so, so much in just October, from October to December. I can't, I'm literally not the same person. I cannot believe who I was in October and who I am now. Because there's literally been such a transformation, it's hard for me to even put it into words. I have seen such a massive shift. Just the ability for me to do this and get on camera 
and look at myself talking in my phone is humongous. I have had nothing but wonderful success and just breakthrough after breakthrough in this mastermind. I'm like, oh my gosh, the mastermind like transformed me completely. So how was I going to pick just one? Making true friendships with women. It's been having the confidence and power in myself to stand there and do the work until I get it to where I want it to be or to figure it out. The mastermind just came at the perfect time. Faith uh, literally kicked my butt. It was incredibly useful and I'm loving every minute of it. So it's given me a lot of, you've given me a lot of courage to just keep trying things. I'm so grateful and thankful to have found Faith and her team and to have found the women that are in the mastermind supporting each other from totally a non-competitive way. I can't wait in the mornings to wake up and see who's on, see who who's doing what in their business. If I have a question, I've been able to ask it. And I've just never met a more supportive group of people. Everybody was so supportive and so awesome. And that's just what the mastermind is and what it is to me is that it's this place where I can go and be supported. Fully did not expect the community that would come with it. Not just a community, but the positivity that comes with it. Just like this positive energy. And we're not coming with this idea of being fake. We're not like, oh, look at my amazing launch. We come with our problems. We come with our struggles. But we all are working toward the, this bigger vision and this bigger goal. The community aspect, I think, is just extremely underrated. It is the most amazing space that you could possibly want to be in. I knew that I needed to be in the mastermind. And here I am. I have been doing live videos. I have a Facebook group that I go live in. I go live on Instagram. Um, I don't care if anybody's watching me or not. I know that I have a message that I need to share and I am sharing it. I would do one little thing to get out of my comfort zone. Then I would do one more thing to get out a little bit farther and then another thing to go a little bit farther and I had faith the whole time cheering me on. So I went from not making any money in two years to my first launch was $665 which was is huge. That's life-changing for my family. Also that they are so diverse. Uh, so there's social media, there's mindset, there's writing, there's uh, uh, email lists, uh, the, the faith partners. Are the best, are simply the best there are. I have been in the group for eight months now, and the things that Faith says over and over, it's starting to become my internal dialogue. Hard for me to even think that I've only been in the group this quarter. I started back at Blogathon in October, and it's been an incredible experience this quarter. But just the knowledge that I am in transition and that I have a greater purpose has been huge for me. So going from like a sad sack who thinks that I'm not going to make it and this isn't going to be successful to starting to feel the confidence that I can do this, that I have something to share, that it is so important for me to share. I would say the biggest transformation for myself personally was in the fact that I now have 
the mindset piece to help other people and have confidence in myself and my business. If we have this thought in our head of, I don't know, am I here? Am I not? Am I going to do this? Am I not? We are not going to have a thriving business. We'll have this business that we're like trailing along behind us like a little kid with a toy. And that is what I've been doing these last three years. So that is my biggest mind shift. And I was feeling like a fraud. And Faith just said, look, you can do this. You don't have to be perfect. And I just felt so much better after that call. My husband has noticed a difference in just how I deal with everyday life. And like, how do you put that into words? I just can't. It's hard for me to even get across to you guys how amazing this has been for me and the transformation and how I feel like it set me up to help so many more people. And thank you so much, Faith, for making me step out of my comfort zone, get on camera, get past my bullshit, and just be who I am and love myself in the process and for giving me a, an amazing community. And I have made over $3,000 in the last three months compared to $700 in the last three years of my personal finance blog and that's all due to the mindset but also this amazing community part of the mastermind they really have pushed me to my limits and it's just so supportive and it's just been so transformative for myself and just it feels amazing and I just never thought I would get to this point. Basics of learning how to set up a funnel, learning how to, to run a business, all that was there, but I had none of it. I did none of it until I lived every day in this and in this group. It wasn't the perfect launch, but who cares? I did it, and that to me was a huge transformation. And I'll never forget that because it's propelled me with my confidence, with my visibility, with everything. Faith, first of all, she brings the mindset aspect and business part of coaching. So it's not just here's how to write the blog post. It's busting through some of your mindset issues. It's just amazing, an amazing, supportive place to be. And just think, I went from crying for, what, 15 minutes straight <laughs> to coming on here and just laughing about it. And that's just in a few months' time. And it's unreal the amount of coaching that we get and all of it has been helpful and I'm thankful. I'm just thankful, just grateful for all of it. It's just an amazing group. So I've grown my email list this quarter from zero to a hundred. I've grown a Facebook group from 49 to 170 and I've taken my income from pretty much zero to over $3,000, over $3,000 in just this quarter. I just can't believe what is happening. It's finally happening. This mastermind is, there's just nothing like it. It's a really wonderful community. Faith is a awesome coach and she knows her stuff. There's so many wonderful people that she brings on to support the content that Faith is providing. So I highly recommend it. If you're not in the mastermind, what are you waiting for?